106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. They would, I mean, ask any woman if she would choose her car over her children and she'd take the kids any day, whereas I would question a lot of men out there, quite frankly. Tracy, I There's can't believe There's a reason what I that women live longer, Mark. Let me tell you, it is because we are stronger yeah. and we are happier at the end of the day than most men. And that yeah. is factual and you know it. When, when men are married to women who scream like you, they just want to die sooner. Because if you say something people don't like, they'll take your fucking shoes off. If Martin Luther King had a sneaker deal, we'd still be on the back of the bus. They always true, the Nike exec come up, hi, Martin, uh, we need you to tone down the talk of civil rights and uh, blacks being humans. It's, it's upsetting our southern distributors. But I don't understand. I thought that's why I had a sneaker deal in the first place. Not quite. Uh, really, it's a walking shoe, and we like the marching, but uh, try to understand. If you study the structure of the Negro community, economically, politically, civically, psychologically, and otherwise, it's controlled by the white liberal, mm -hmm. who usually poses as the friend of the Negro, who actually differs from the white conservative in, in the same way that the fox differs from the wolf. I'm suspicious of whites who join Negroes and always have to be in the lead, who always have to be the head, who always have to be at the top in Negro organizations. Those whites who really have the interest of blacks at heart, let them give some advice to some Negroes and stand on the sideline. But don't join the organization and then get at the head of it and pose as a friend of Negroes. Today, you could point to a large number of, of Negro leaders who have consistently betrayed Negroes in a whole host of areas. They aren't really Negro leaders. These are puppets that have been put in front of the Negro community by white liberals. These are parrots that have been put in front of the Negro community by white liberals. You can't name me a Negro leader who has been a Negro leader who has been who has betrayed Negroes, who is not who has not been endorsed, sanctioned, uh, subsidized, and supported by the white liberals. And I, and I say that because I'm pro-free enterprise. I, I'm, I'm not real fond of neo-socialism. I think neo-socialism has just trickled down poverty. And uh, uh, it, it, uh, it bothers me that our store shelves are starting to look like the store shelves in Cuba and Venezuela. Uh, that concerns me a great deal. Welcome to all of you tonight. This is Lou Benninger. You're listening to No Hostages Radio podcast. This is number 135 episode, and it's uh, going to air on 10-30-21 or October 30-21. Thank you for listening. I'm going to give you a couple ways you can get in touch with us. I assume you arrived somehow to this spot 
but I don't know how. So I'm just going to mention two ways that normally people find us. That's on your normal podcast source. No Hostages Radio is the name. Or you could go to our website, nohostagesradio.com, and uh, pick up the current uh, episode and any of those uh, all the way back to number one. We're at 135, as I already mentioned. Uh, so you can go back. If you missed part of this, you can't can't get it all. You could go back to the website if you don't want to go to your podcast source. Uh, okay, so since there's no uh, nohostagesradio.com website, there's always... Uh, there is also a, an email system hooked to that. So that's the way to get a hold of me. That's one way. Lou, L O U, at nohostagesradio.com. Say that again, Lou, at nohostagesradio.com. Or you could dial me up or text me at 530 713 530-713-1838. I'm on the left coast in Yuba County. California, Northern California. Uh, Marysville is this small town that I'm sitting in tonight. Uh, so you might, if you want to talk to me live, you might keep that in mind if you're a different time zone to, but I do try to answer the phone whenever it rings or I don't really screen texts either. Uh, I respond to them. So, uh, all right. That's all of that. That's the way you can connect. Oh, let me give you a couple other things. We did uh, in May, <clears throat> this past May, started uh, a live show again after a couple years off from doing live. We did five years of live AM radio, and then we went to podcast. Uh, now we're back doing both. So if you're interested in listening to the live show, which is a little different, uh, similar, there's a lot of similar topics we're discussing but it's a little different, and it airs on uh, Left Coast Time, 10 a.m. in the morning, and gets over at 1. It's a three-hour show, of course, and, and it's KMYC, and uh, that's 1410 a.m. The way I, I uh, encourage those that are listening locally or extra locally, uh, because the, the reception is better, it's not old-school radio, it's live stream, but uh, the the uh, station had been burned down here a few months ago, and it's being rebuilt. So we don't have our own website live stream connected to the website set up yet. So we're using live365.com, and a lot of people use that website live365.com, and then you just click on radio, and then you put in what station you want, and all you need to do is put the call letters K M Y C. And it'll just play whatever's playing night or in the middle of the night or middle of the day. So you can hook up to me on your tablet, your phone, your devices, right, computer. And uh, it should be uh, clear. Okay, I think. Oh, and also uh, that I, I do, along with the Live with Lou uh, radio show, we do. Uh, I have a face, Facebook page called Live with Lou. And we record the podcast over there as well, put it over there, as well as some articles uh, that I uh, write. So I just wrote an article regarding the, uh, if some of you are local and you remember the fight against the Measure K sales tax increase that uh, we won, we lost the election by a slight margin, we contested the election because it was using the wrong percentage of win to push the tax through. 
and the local judge, uh, Stephen Barrier, Superior Court judge, agreed with us and invalidated the tax. Then the supervisors appealed to the Third District Court of Appeals, and three activist judges uh, overturned and gave the tax back to the supervisors of Yuba County. So I wrote an article about how the first $20 million of that money is being spent, and you can see it on a couple websites. One is Live with Lou. That's a Facebook page. Sorry, I think I said websites. So two Facebook pages. Uh, there's It's posted on Live with Lou and also on Measure K. Uh, so you can read it there. It says uh, Yuba, Yuba uh, County Government Euphoric. That's the title of it. Now, <clears throat> It may. I also submitted it to the Territorial Dispatch. I used to write two articles a week for the Territorial Dispatch, which is uh, on the Internet, territorialdispatch.com. Uh, but you can also get a hard copy if you're around this area, Yuba Sutter Counties. Uh, so I was writing uh, when John Missler was the owner. I was writing two articles a week for years and years and years. And then it changed hands and uh, another fellow uh, purchased it. And I think he's made some nice improvements to the paper. But uh, some of my articles are, are too um, challenging for him. And so uh, he picks and chooses what he runs. But he does. He is helpful. He runs an ad for me uh, in that uh, in his paper, which is a nice looking ad. And uh, so I would encourage you to read the paper. It, it has more substance to it than the local daily paper, which isn't really a daily anymore. The papers are just, uh, the dailies are shrinking, and they just can't keep up with all the other ways you can communicate. So you might, uh, if you're local here, you might check out the Territorial Dispatch, uh, uh, or it's over on 4th Street, or at your local grocery store, or a lot of different, at the gyms and various places you can get uh, a free newspaper so uh, also, if you want to check online, you can get it at territorialdispatch.com. It's very nice, uh, very easy reading. So my article um, may show up in there, not this week, uh, this coming week, not this coming week, but the next week, uh, a couple weeks down the road. It, it may pop up if they're willing to run it. It's uh, I don't think it's controversial, so they may they may put it in there. But you can get it, uh, you can see it on, on the nohostagesradio.com website um, when you, whenever you get around to listening to this. So thank you f so much again for listening, and I hope, uh, it, particularly if you're new, new to us, you, you know how to connect with us. I want to mention uh, we've been pushing the Yuba, Yuba County Republican Central Committee. It's been a do-nothing committee for many, many years, and um, we've... Uh, jacked up that committee and put a new set of wheels and tranny in it and, and uh, high performance. And we got new people on the board, uh, people that actually want to do something. And uh, we want to make uh, Yuba and Sutter counties a conservative uh, fount here in Northern California. Uh, as, as you know, wherever you're listening from, California has become a, uh, a byword for communism. And uh, if you think I'm overstating the fact, I definitely am not. Uh, we have communism being taught in our schools, endorsed in our schools, capitalism put down in our schools, spirituality put down, uh, normal uh, heterosexual sexual behavior put down, uh, two genders put down, uh, cl climate change endorsed, 
evolution endorse it just you know most of what is taught in the public system today is is uh just simply wrong critical race theory is being taught so on and on and on it goes so we the republican central committee is a key committee in each community that can be uh that are that should be activists uh representing conservative values uh, no matter whether it's a school board or city council or water board or uh, planning commission, wherever, they should be standing up for what's right. And they also should be uh, vetting, looking for soliciting vet and vetting new candidates to replace candidates that aren't really true Republicans or true conservatives. I, I hate that word Republican. It's kind of got lots of baggage. So I don't uh, I don't try to use that very much. Uh, I like the word rhino to represent most of what we call Republicans in California. I don't know where where you're at in your state, but that's just my perspective. So on on November 9th, that's the second Tuesday. It's the second Tuesday of each month. The Republican committee meets. They meet at a church called the Hallwood, not Hollywood, but Hallwood community church at 2825 highway 20 just outside of marysville about six miles to the east of the city limit of marysville and uh it's a seven o'clock meeting six thirty social get together so the the doors are open early and if you want to call somebody check check it out you can call 530-777-5021 if you ever want to write them a note or a card or send them a donation uh, they are a nonprofit, so you could uh, reach out uh, at P.O. Box 784 Marysville, 95901, Box 784 Marysville, if you want to send a donation. I, w- I would not support the Republican, uh, the committee, the Republican committee of the state of California. They're totally goofball. I wouldn't, I wouldn't support them or the federal people. Please donate to local groups that are really getting it done and if the, if just because it's local doesn't mean it's good but uh if it's a local group that are activists that are actually making a difference uh, i would support them and not not the state groups the state groups have actually undermined and the federal groups i'm talking about republican national committee etc have undermined true conservative candidates in our committee in our community in favor of liberals and uh, even uh, Republicans like Doug LaMalfa, Congressman Jim Nielsen, uh, Senator, State Senator uh, James Gallagher, California Assemblyman, undermined Dan Logue, who was a uh, minority whip, Republican minority rip, whip uh, in, in the assembly for, for his two terms in office or three terms, whatever it was. And then he turned out and ran against John Garamendi and then the Republican group never even supported him financially support him. They threw him under the bus and they actually are more friendly towards Garamendi than they were Dan Logue. Uh, it's a shameful thing. So in, in return for that, I am going to work against all of them uh, until my dying days because they're rhinos. They, they talk a good talk. But uh, if you'll notice, uh, even with Doug LaMalfa and Jim Nielsen and James Gallagher, with all the crazy nonsensical stuff with kids being raped in bathroom by transsexuals to critical race theory 
to COVID nonsense, forcing people and kids to wear masks. You don't see any of these people uh, raising a ruckus. You saw James Gallagher join with with Kylie, uh, Assemblyman Kylie. But it's like, hey, we've been into this for 16 months. Is that all we're going to say is one thing? Kylie is writing stuff every week about the craziness in the state of California. We got freshmen, congressmen from from uh, Colorado, women from Colorado, freshmen, congresswomen from Georgia. Uh, we have um, military veteran freshmen that are ripping a ripping a hole in the wall uh, in in their uh, respective chambers. And I don't ever remember Doug LaMalfa or somebody like him from our area ever standing up and, and being a force. They are not a force. They're not a voice for this area. So it is so fascinating how weak, how weak our representatives are. They are not true conservatives. They're go along to get along people. And uh, they do enough to, to, to get people to love them. They pass out cookies. They go around and, and, be kind to people, but I, I forget the kindness. I want somebody to kick some rear down at, in the uh, Capitol and to stand up, not just make a film of how, how empty Oroville Dam is. I think all the residents in uh, the North State have know how empty our dams are. We need somebody that's going to, like, start a revolution down there and make a difference in the Capitol and make a stink down there, not up here just showing us. I don't need somebody to show me. A, I got people that shoot drones over the Oroville Dam or fly over it, take pictures. I don't need a assemblyman to go up there and take a film of Oroville Dam, paying people to do that. So, uh, all right. I want to, uh, so go, go to that meeting. The point is, uh, go to that meeting, uh, the Central Committee, and they're looking for representatives in every supervisorial district. So there's five districts in each county and are, I think, in most counties in Northern California. So in our county, Yuba, there's five districts and they're looking for five representatives to be voting members on on that uh, committee. So uh, but you don't have to be a voting voting member. You could simply be a part of the of that group and uh, just be helping uh, helping uh, raise money, helping get out the vote, helping register voters, helping do everything we can to start a movement, a conservative movement, and make sure that we have strong representatives that are true conservatives in key spots. What I mean by that locally is uh, the Board of Supervisors, the sheriff. The sheriff uh, is the lead one. we got to have solid sheriffs. Unfortunately, we do right now in Sutter and Yuba County. And so far, they're unopposed. They're both up for election. But also district attorneys. We've seen what a destructive mess uh, voting in a communist uh, as district attorney, like in San Francisco and in L.A. They're both up for recall already. It's just a total mess. So we need strong district attorneys. Uh, we need strong sheriffs that are constitutional and we need boards of supervisors that don't just take the oath. Anybody, everybody takes the oath. If you don't take the oath, you don't get into office. So you take the oath, and most people just flat lie. They do not protect the Constitution or the people involved in it. So uh, so go to that meeting and get involved, please. This is not a time that you, if, if, you, if we can use the analogy of going to a sports game and you sit in the bleachers, and I've sat, I've sat in the stands a lot. I love I used to love to watch sports games 
And uh, but the founding fathers did not create a government where you have spectators. They created a government where everybody would be participating and they would be participating in various ways. One way that they didn't ever anticipate, maybe they didn't and talked much about it, is people just not participating at all. And you are destroying this country. You think, oh, no, it's the politicians. Yeah, they are, but that's because you're not involved. So we need people that will get involved. We need people that will do simple things like uh, help register people to vote, help get petition signatures when we're trying to get something on the ballot, uh, help uh, canvas an area, pass out flyers in a neighborhood. There's just lots of very simple things, but effective install campaign signs, help candidates that need help, that need workers uh, go out there and support them, find good candidates and support them. All right. Okay. So I want to mention, uh, we got a couple minutes here before the first of six segments is up. And uh, I want to give, there's three events coming up November three, November 3rd, just uh, next week, vaccine mandate boycott. So that's going to be a national boycott. Just uh, people stay home from work. Don't need to do anything. Just stay home from work. Uh, And and because of the mandate, many people that I know, I get calls every week. People are getting fired if they don't take the the jab or they don't come up with a religious exemption. Then they got to get tested. Well, the test is sticking something in your nose that has ethylene oxide on it. If you look up ethylene oxide, E-T-H-Y-L-I-N-E, oxide, O-X-I-D-E, you're going to find a cancer-causing product. They use ethylene oxide to sterilize the products that they put in your nose. They say, oh, it's, it's of such minute quantity, it could never cause cancer. But if you look it up, you just duck, duck, go it and look it up, you're going to find uh, it's cancer-causing. In women, it, it affects the, uh, the genital area and in both men and women and also the breasts in women. So it's bad news. And, and so they're forcing people to take, and they're, and they're targeting them. Like they, uh, they are uh, marking people that won't take the vaccine as evil people or diseased people, just like they did the Jews in Germany. These people are unhealthy. They're, they're like rats in our community. They're diseased, and we need to get rid of them. We need to purge them from our community like we do vermin or cockroaches. And that's what they're doing with the unvaccinated. So they're they're corner they're corralling all the unvaccinated people. There's no privacy in the screening. They're doing it in groups. I'm going to talk about that more in a minute. November third, vaccine mandate boycott. November eight through eleven, four days va- vaccine mandate boycott. Four day walkout. This is serious, people. People are throwing down. I know your jobs are on the line. I've been talking about people in the school system. November 15th, there's a stay home from school day. Don't call in. Just sit it out. Don't even call in. Tell them you're not coming. Just sit it out. And and that day, November 15th, 10 a.m. at the state capitol in Sacramento, there's going to be a rally, 10 a.m. on the steps of the capitol. Uh, we're at the end of our first segment, and so we're going to take a break. You're at the end of each at, at uh, at each break, you're going to have some clips if you're new to this, and here they come. I want to love you and treat you. 
America's Top Ten with our host, Casey Kasem. Thank you, Charlie, and hello again, everybody. Welcome to America's Top Ten. And now, the new number one song in the land this week. Let's now talk about something else about Donald Trump. Uh, so they've been tearing down more statues, uh, Rita. They've torn down uh, Thomas Jefferson's statue. Uh, but this was predictable, correct? Absolutely. Donald Trump told us that he wasn't going to stop at uh, Federation soldiers. This was going to be something that was going to extend to America's heroes. Anybody who had any sort of link with slavery was going to also be impacted. Let's have a look at what Donald Trump said, and it's come true 100%. George Washington was a slave owner. Was George Washington a slave owner? So will George Washington now lose his status? Are we going to take down... Excuse me. Are we going to take down... Are we going to take down statues to George Washington? How about Thomas Jefferson? What do you think of Thomas Jefferson? You like him? Okay, good. Are we going to take down the statue? Because he was a major slave owner. Now, are we going to take down his statue? So you know what? It's fine. You're changing history. You're changing culture. Donald Trump was so accurate and so correct about so many things, demonised by the left, and we end up with that bumbling idiot that you exposed to us earlier, James. Just shocking stuff. There you go. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, my name's Martin Hyde. I uh, remain a uh, concerned parent of a child in a woke school system. When I send my kid to a soccer school, I expect them to teach him how to kick a soccer ball not how to uh, crochet a bandana. If I send my kid to piano lessons, I don't expect his piano teacher to teach him how to paint. If I send my boy to Sunday school, I expect him to learn about Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Similarly, when I send my son to a public school, I expect him to be educated in matters of fact and not in matters of opinion. One of the unexpected outcomes of the pandemic is that many parents like me saw firsthand exactly what our kids are being taught. And it would have made my hair curl if I had enough to, uh, to curl. The um, takes me to my point today, though, which is that in Florida, the money follows the student, not the school system. In the same way as I wouldn't keep sending my kid to a program that I'm paying for that isn't doing what I want, neither should we do so with our tax dollars. Just like child support belongs to the kid, morally, tax dollars for education belongs to the kids too. Our governor was in Sarasota last Friday, actually shouted out uh, Bridget Ziegler, said we need more of them, and we do, and more Karen Roses as well. He made it clear that parents and students determine education not woke school boards. For those that want their kids to be woke, the Sarasota public school system as run by the current board and current administration is absolutely perfect. 
For those parents who want their kids to be awake, as opposed to woke, we have but just two choices. Remove the woke from the school board next August and replace them with parental right advocates, or take your kids to schools outside of the school board's control for which the state will pay. There is no third choice unless you want your kid to become third rate. In closing, I'd just like to say, let's go Brandon. Hello, America. <laughs> we have a big ask. We are asking you to stay in your homes for two weeks. Two weeks to flatten the curve. We don't want to overrun the hospitals. So stay home, save lives, two weeks. We can do this. We can do this, okay? I don't think they're going to like this. I, okay, all right. Hello again, America. Uh, we are going to ask you to extend the two weeks to 30 days. 30 days to slow the spread. We don't want to run out of ventilators. The models are, are, are terrifying. <sighs> The models uh, have changed slightly, so um, the, but the data and the models, um, they can change, they cannot change. They, uh, they're like, ah, uh, you know, just, uh, it's like testing. Um, that is what I'm here to talk to you about today, America. We are going to test people for the virus. I, 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 don't, know, I don't know if we're gonna test people every day because I mean, you could test and be cleared that you don't have it and then you could go get it and then have it the next day. So. Um, we want to test everybody on the hour, every hour. I don't think that's like that. That's possible. I don't think it's feasibly possible. So, so yeah, this is so fun, isn't it? I mean, I mean, it's not fun. It's, um, we're all in this together. No, I get it. Some people don't have jobs right now. Um, I do, but for those that don't, this has got to be really hard. It's gotta be so hard on you guys. I mean, the virus is here and um, it's here. We're just gonna have to stay in our homes until there's a vaccine. <laughs> I mean, really, that's just what we're looking at it. I mean, there's no real return to normal. <laughs> now the vaccine um, might be uh, rushed and we, we might not know long-term effects. The vaccine could cause liver failure after 10 years of being injected with it. We, <laughs> we really, don't know. I mean, we don't know. We also might not get a vaccine. So, I mean, some vaccines work, some vaccines don't work. And most viruses don't have a vaccine. So I think now we're going to tell people that kids could get it. Just, you know, just, just scare the hell out of everybody. The flu is more deadly to children, but we don't want you to, I mean, don't, don't start, don't start using your brain. <laughs> So what this means is we are going to need a all mail-in ballot election in November. <laughs> Can you stand in line at Costco? Yes. Can you stand in line to vote? No. It really is horrible that all of this has happened in an election year. It's just, it's, it's unfortunate. I mean, this, this could be a forever lockdown. It's just um, for you guys. I mean, I'm still, I'm still doing my thing, <laughs> but for you guys, it, I'm, so sorry. It's just so sad. Angel. Under the sun. How was I to know? You'd be the one. To show me I was blinded. To show me I was gone. How weak was the foundation?
All right. Uh, okay, vaccine mandate. So I wanted to just say that uh, <clears throat> these school officials in, in Yuba Sutter counties, but also up in Butte County, up in Oroville, the Oroville uh, High School District, Oroville Unified High School District, I think it called, they're coming down on teachers, custodians, all kinds of workers, secretaries. They all got to be vaxxed or they got to go into this deal and go in during work hours and go and stand and wait and be tested each week. Now you think, oh, well, everybody's having to do that. No, it's not a law. Again, remember what I said last week. I'm going to say it again. Do not be deceived. I'm going to read some words and none of these are laws. Mandatory, required, mandated, requested, ordered, ordinance, decree, compulsory. Those are none of those are laws in themselves. If a law was passed by the legislature and they wanted to call it that, they could. But if that was, they would call it a law. Now, I was on a Southwest Air uh, flight from Las Vegas back over to uh, Sacramento coming from Boise. And they made a big deal about me not wearing a mask. And we kind of got into a, a discussion about it on the plane. Not disruptive. Just had a quiet discussion. A lady said, you're either going to put that mask on. Uh, are you gonna, we're going to throw you off this plane. And, and so I won't go into the whole detail cause I got too much other interesting stuff to talk about, but I will say this, people are just saying whatever they, they want to say to get you to do something, even if it's not the truth. So the captain comes on the, in fact, this happened twice to me on this flight when I did this round trip uh, teaching deal over to Boise Two captains on airlines on Southwest said over the air to all the passengers, but it affected only me because I was the only one not masked, that it's a state law in the state of Nevada and California that you have to wear a mask. That is not true. That's a lie. Now, it's the same type of thing that Southwest said when they canceled a thousand flights and blamed it on the weather. But every other airline in the United States flew in pleasant weather that day. They also then changed their story when that that was shown to be baloney and said there was a computer glitch. But there were leaks in the technology departments of Southwest that said that was a lie. So they finally admitted that there was enough people that didn't show up on the job. They couldn't because of the mandate uh, to everybody was going to have to get jabbed or they were going to lose their jobs. So listen, that's what's going on. Now, the schools had a choice. They had a choice on whether to mask their kids. Uh, They had a choice on whether to teach CRT. They had a choice on whether to uh, open up, right? Uh, They had a choice on whether to mandate that people get, uh, their their employees get jabbed, okay? And and you think, well, yeah, Lou, but they, they, you know, it's kind of like they held a gun to their head because they got, there was money attached to everything and they were going to cut off their money. Let me read you some schools that voted no on mandates. They said, we're not going to do it. Happy Valley. These are California schools. Happy Valley, Lucerne Valley, We Ought Charter, Merced Union High School, Norwalk La Mirada, Hemet Unified, Copperopolis, California Adventure Academy, 
Columbia College in Tuolumne County, Delhi Unified, McSwain, Visalia, Durham Unified, West Placer Unified, Capistrano. These are schools that voted no on the mandate. They just said, we're not going to do that. Now, I have some people I was helping this last week. They are employed. Uh, I've been working with people that are employed at Marysville Joint Unified and also now up here at Oroville uh, High School District. And uh, let me see if I can find this. Where am I looking here? Oh, let's see. I pulled it down here somewhere. All right. So we have a guy named Corey Willenberg. Corey Willenberg. He is the uh, superintendent up there at uh, Oroville Unified High School District. Corey Willenberg. His email, get a pen, want you to send him an email and tell him to to not in, enforce the mandate. Uh his email is C W I L L E N like C Willen C W I L L E N B has a B on it. That's the first part of the email at the at signal. Okay. And then I'm going to give you the beginning letter of Oroville unified high school district.net. It's O U. H S D like in David O U H S D dot net. Okay. That's C will and B at O U H S D dot net. Now, so he says, good morning. I hope everyone had a safe and dry, dry today. We began, we began pooled COVID testing for all unvaccinated employees including subs and coaches on tuesday october 26 it started here is when testing will be taking place so they get they give the spots you don't need to know the spots right transportation site is for um anyway they list all that if you need coverage for your assignment to test anyway there's all kinds of deal but from what the people tell me is that in these when you go into these rooms to test you don't have any privacy like you go to the doctor you go into a private room with the doctor but this is just right before it's right out before God and everybody everybody's got to see your everybody gets to see who isn't tested in the school well, instead of that being a private remember back in the days when there was HIPAA laws and your your information like if you were HIV positive or you were hepatitis C positive or you you had syphilis and you were get tested for venereal disease. That was private. That's not private no more, folks. Maybe HIV is. Now, you're if you're not vaccinated, they're exposing you at every chance they get. Every chance they get. So uh, these people are going to be highlighted. They're not going to put a star on them like they did the Jews in Germany. At least we don't think they are yet. But there, everybody in the school will know who's unvaccinated. And, of course, if anybody gets sick, who do you think is going to get blamed? The unvaccinated people, even though that the super spreaders now are all the vaccinated people. But the government will not tell you that because it makes them look really stupid and corrupt, which they are. So the fact is that the people... 
that are are not vaccinated and healthy have a strong immune system and they're the smart ones in the group but the the way this this entire covid thing is including the medical care is upside down logic uh so it says testing requirements asymptomatic that means people that don't have symptoms unvaccinated that means they didn't take the jab or incomplete vaccinated. That means you t- haven't got all the jabs. Are required to undergo diagnostic screening testing. There is no such poss- there is no such possible exemptions on religious grounds or personal beliefs from required weekly testing. Refusal to test could result in disciplinary action, up to dismissal. Now I think in one of these write-ups that Corey Willenberg said he referred to the high school family or the school family. There is no such thing as a school family. You know, I get sick of these corporations. Oh, well, this is the, this is the Kentucky Ch- fried chicken family. This is a Starbucks family. They'll kick you to the curb. These corporations will stab you in the back, kick you to the curb. The Adventist health right over here. I can s- see it from my window. They, they kick people to the curb that had been loyal, hardworking nurses and and diagnostic people and technology people and at every level of their organization they kicked them to the curb they didn't give a care about them they should get out right they did allow some exemptions over there but uh so all this testing is just absolute foolishness but you just give old you know here's the deal people We're either going to hang together, as Benjamin Franklin once said, or we're all going to hang separately, or we're going to hang apart, either way you want to say it. We're going to hang together, or we're all going to hang separately. So let's, let's blast, let's blow up C. Willenby at ohusd.net. Let's blow up his... uh, his email. Now, I had, hold on just a second here. I wanted to do something else as well. Okay, here it is right here. Okay, I don't have that guy's phone number for some reason. I can't spot his phone number to, to light up his phones and tell him that you don't want this mandate to go through. But I cannot see the, I cannot see the phone number here. So I'm just going to let that go for the time being. And if you'll do the email... That will help us out a lot, and because uh, I'm trying to help my friends, I got friends in numbers of schools that are wonderful employees, uh, but they are getting ripped off. They're getting ripped off. So uh, let me see. Get back over here to where I am. Okay. All right. So the one the one uh, couple that I'm talking to, they they gave a couple of attachments that they wrote their own ex- ex- uh, appeal. Uh, they don't want to be tested. They're not only going to get uh, so they they quote uh, re- regarding the pool pooled COVID testing. They call it pooled COVID testing. You, you're, they put you in a pool because you're. 
you're less than the rest of the uh, the staff. You're less than because you're refusing to get vaccinated. And in the terms of the COVID people, you're putting everybody at risk. It's just the opposite, folks. The people taking the jab are going to make everybody sick in the end. So they say, this couple says, OSHA's section on control and prevention, subsection worker screening, it says measures to ensure worker privacy and confidentiality during any screening. They're not taking any measures of confidentiality. Everybody's outed. If they did this to the homosexual community or the AIDS community, we'd have an entire meltdown. But they just jerk people around because uh, a lot of people are religious or Christian people that are taking these mandates and uh, these exemptions from the mandates. California Civil Code 43, uh, every Every person has the right of protection from bodily restraint or harm, from personal insult, from defamation, and from injury to his personal relations. California Civil Code 46 prohibits any type of slander that imputes in him the pres- present ex- existence of an infectious, contagious, or loathsome disease. So what they keep saying about the people that are not vaccinated is they're full of the disease. It's a lie. It's slander. And it it uh, it is damaging the life and, and credibility of these people, and they should sue and and uh, and get some what I call punitive damages out of these folks. So, all right, uh, I'm going to move on here. So, a lot of I'm talking about people up in Oroville doing something, standing up and doing something. There was a meeting the other night. Uh, of railroad workers, Union Pacific Railroad workers, and uh, Glad Tidings uh, offered their building for these people, organizing with an attorney. And they're going to file suit, hopefully, down in Texas if Union Pacific doesn't back off. And they're going to file down there where judges are honest, not California, where they're liars, cheats. They're, they're uh, agenda pushers. They're activist judges. So uh, I, I did this one, I think, last week. Uh, it says inoculate your kids against socialism. How do you do that? Just tell them it's bad. No, have them clean the bathroom, pay them $10, then take $7 back from them and give it to the other sibling who didn't do anything. That's socialism. Uh, object lessons are much more effective than lecturing people. So uh, I wanted to read this because it says I, I titled this racist. Really? The guy, the guy or gal, I can't remember who wrote it. I have often wondered about why whites are racist and no other race is. Someone finally said it. How many are actually paying attention to this? There are African-Americans, Mexican-Americans, Asian-Americans, Arab-Americans, etc., etc. And then there are just Americans. You pass me on the street and sneer in my direction. You call me white boy, cracker, honky, whitey, caveman, and that's okay. You have the United Negro College Fund. You have the Martin Luther King Day. You have Black History Month. You have Cesar Chavez Day. You have Yom Hashua. You have uh, Maled Al-Nabi. You have NAACP. You have the BET. If we had the WET, the white entertainment television, then we'd be racist. If we had White Pride Day, you'd call us racist. If we had White History Month, we'd be racist. In fact, I'm just driving down the street. Driving down Highway 99 and saw the electronic reader board for Yuba College, and they were celebrating that this is LGBTXYZMOP month. 
celebrating all the bizarre ways you can have sex. And I think I'm going to send him a message that said, hey, you left off bestiality. Like, how, what if we want to screw a donkey? Are, you gonna, are we going to get a month that you can celebrate us? There's, isn't it amazing? You think, oh, well, everybody has a right. And I'll say, have you ever noticed that it's just those things were all mental illnesses back in the day? And now we're celebrating a month if you if you have a bizarre sexual fantasy and act it out, you get to be on the, the reader board. But they never uh, recognize heterosexuals, right? There was a there was a vol you know how uh on the college campuses there were a lot of kids that played uh or pl- that play uh, they play for the college team. You try out, and they're the best of the best, right? They're very good ball players, whatever the uh, sport. But then they have intramural sports for other kids that are pretty good. They probably played in high school, uh, but they have intramural volleyball teams and all those kind of things, soccer teams. And uh, so they do that for uh, exercise and entertainment for college kids. So there was a, a volleyball team. Uh, a bunch of volleyball clubs and they had various names. They picked names and had jerseys and stuff. So there was a bunch of guys and they just called themselves the white guys. And the college told them they could not name, even though they were white guys and all they were going to say is, yep, we're the white guys. And uh, when they didn't mean anything by it, it was just like, that's us. Right. And uh, if if it was a bunch of women, they could have called, yeah, we're the ladies, right? The ladies team. But they would not allow the white guys to have that name. So this person goes on and said, if we had the white history month, we'd be racist. If we had any organization for only whites to advance our lives, we'd be racist. We have a Hispanic chamber of commerce, a black chamber of commerce. And then we just have the plain chamber of commerce. A white woman could not be in the Miss Black America pageant, but any color can be in Miss America pageant. If we had a college fund that only gave to white students students scholarships or gave white student scholarships, you know, we'd be racist there. However, there are over 60 openly proclaimed black colleges in the United States. In other words, if you want to be white, you can't go. Yet if there were white colleges, that would be racist college in the million man march. You believe that you are marching for your race and rights. If we marched for our race and rights, talking about white people, you would call us racist. But the Million Man March, which is black, nobody said anything about that. If you're proud proud to be black, brown, yellow, or orange, and you're not afraid, most people are not afraid to announce it. But when we announce our white pride, you call us racist. Person said, I'm proud, but you will call me a racist. Why is it, she says, that only whites can be racist. It's interesting. I think when I we we were uh, when Wiki Man and I were over at uh, KMYC Radio back in the day, uh, I I announced one month. I just declared a uh, white. This is White Month. So um, White History Month, and and we discussed pe- famous people in white white history. Uh. So, oh, by the way, let me just jump down here. This is, I just added this tonight before I got started. And I'll just, uh, this is how bizarre this has gotten. Okay. So, um, this title is no prize awarded because all the nominees were white men. 
This guy says awards are now based on the race or the ethnicity of nominees. There is just one race by the, this is just an editorial comment on this. There's just one race. That's the human race. And then there's various flavors. There's not various races. That's just the racist Darwinism baloney that we have in our uh, consciousness today. We'll be right back. We're into our second clip. Okay. any doubt left in any sane person's mind that Dr. Fauci needs to be fired and investigated for possible perjury. That doubt was removed this week. Uh, in a letter to Congress, the NIH admitted that the EcoHealth Alliance used NIH grants to conduct gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So here we have evidence from Fauci's own organization that Fauci likely lied to Congress about gain-of-function research, which he categorically denied they were funding. Forbes also just released documents showing Dr. Fauci became the highest paid federal government employee, higher paid than the president, higher paid than four-star generals, in part by taking on the biodefense research portfolio after 9-11, which included gain-of-function research. So Fauci got rich off of funding gain-of-function research over the last few decades. This should have been the biggest news story of the day, but of course it was swept under the rug. Why? Why? This has become such a farce, such an insult to common sense. Why won't the media ask Fauci basic questions? Why are they still downplaying the lab leak hypothesis and in the process covering up for the Chinese Communist Party, letting them get away with this massive cover-up? Why was the summary of the Biden administration's 90-day intelligence review one page that could have been one sentence? We don't know. That was not a serious review. That was a joke. Is this just incompetence? Is this Fauci's conflict of interest? Is it that Biden doesn't want to upset China because he wants a climate change agreement? Is this woke idea that America doesn't have the moral authority to lecture China? Why? We have to ask why. And if our public health officials won't get to the bottom of how this pandemic started, then why should we trust them? Why should we trust the science if the scientists simply repeat the lies of the communists? My name's Tyler. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. About 10 years ago, I was a barista in Williamsburg. And they said, if you want to work here and sling espressos to hipsters, you got to get the vaccine. I said, no, I got the antibodies. They fired me. I wasn't allowed in no restaurants or movie theaters or nothing. So they shipped me out here with the rest of us middle of nowhere, living off rattlesnakes and field mice. But I ain't giving in. Not today, not never. Who wants a coffee? Well, when you're sitting there in your silk upholstered chair, talking to some rich folks that you know, Okay, so uh, it says race is more important than the quality of the work. 
says awards are now based on the race of employees. I wish the fellow would have said ethnicity because it confuses things, but it, it's, it's polluted. Uh, evolution, the lie of evolution has polluted our language because Darwin believed there were races and some races were less evolved, for instance, black people uh, than others. That's just a lie. Uh, so he says, not the quality of the work by the human being. Race is more important than the quality of the work. That's what this guy, Steve Frank, said. It's a kind of wrote a summary about this article. So he says, rather than take the this committee to task, Scientific American, that's the, the organization that puts this on to honor five amazing scientists each year, says, rather than take this committee to task, Scientific American praised the Daffy decision to deny these men an honor they earned simply because of the color of their skin and their maleness. The story was headlined, nominees for a science award were all white men, so nobody won. A protest by a group of scientists has ignited spirited discussions about the persistent lack of diversity in such awards. Five committee members were reviewing the nominees for the American Geophysical Union's Fellows, Fellows Program. Now, this is an, an interesting deal because the, it's called the American Geophysical Union's Fellows Program. In other words, you win a fellowship. It's an honor because you're an outstanding um, geophysicist, a physicist. A, a geoscientist. So this gal, this is the typical of the brain freeze we have now. Helen Fricker, I would change her last name if I was her, a glaciologist at Scripps Institution of Oceanography and one of the five committee members. These five committee members actually picked. We're having to sort through these uh, candidates for these fellows. Well, anyway, she noticed that all the nominees were white men, and she said that was kind of, that was a bit of a showstopper for me. So this guy says, "Why was this phony scientist looking looking at the race of the nominees instead of the work they did? Because she's a bigot and a hater. Science is not important. Race is. This is a good way to end the competition. Who wants to enter a racist award process anyway?" So uh, this is true, people. This is actually happening uh, right now. And uh, this guy named, wrote this article, Don Server, wrote, Woke is too kind of a word for this story because Scientific American now approves of discrimination based on race and sex. So, you know, it's the same thing as, you know, all these people say with COVID, follow the science. There isn't such thing as science like that. And science is now bought out by politicians. In other words, if you do the right thing, if you find the right results, then they'll give you the grants and the money. If you come up with some con a controversy or contrary, like uh, there is no homosexual gene, you're not going to get any funding, right? People say, oh, well, there's, you know, they just have a different gene than heterosexuals. They don't. It's a lie. But no scientist is going to say that. There's a lot of things that scientists just are not willing or not uh, that they cannot say if they want to keep a job. So uh, the American Geophysical Union refused to award a prize for excellence in science because all five candidates were white males. In other words, if, if there wasn't a um, diverse, like one 
homosexual, one transsexual, one bisexual, one person that has sex with donkeys. And, and, and in that group, they also have to have some different flavors, like different colors and maybe different languages, right? To have a diverse group to pick from, well, th- then the issue is, do, do any of them, are they any good as science? The guy says, what kind of nonsense is that? Do the members of the prize committee issue or put off flight because the Wright brothers were white males? Do they walk rather than drive a car, ride a bicycle, or ride a motorcycle because all of them were invented by white males? Ditto on trains. Ditto on the telegraph. Ditto on the radio. Ditto on the TV. And we could go on and on on computers and all kinds of stuff. Anyway, uh, I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time. What we're, what we're having here is a total reverse racism that now white is the unfashionable uh, color. And uh, that's, that's what's being attacked over and over again. The guy says it, its advocates do not realize two things. That white men, the white men they are punishing now did not discriminate against anyone. They were raised to oppose bigotry. Their reward is to be discriminated against. Lesson learned. The other thing is that by engaging in discrimination now, women and people of color are making the case of past discrimination. The Scientific American story was bizarre in other ways. It said that the decision has triggered a spirited dialogue among AGU members and other earth scientists about the persistent lack of diversity in science awards and how to address it. How about having, how about some Mexicans, blacks, whites, Indians, et cetera, et cetera, uh, be superior in their science. The odd thing is being an American geophysical union award, and they invited 13 people from other countries. So now they're trying to break down the, uh, our actual borders with other countries, even though it's an American award. So, okay, I want to just throw that in. I ran into that late. I thought it was so amazing. I couldn't pass it up. So uh, let me get back up here. And uh, I wanted to mention this, that uh, I've kind of had a desire to read more about Harry Truman. He was a scrappy guy. And uh, President of the United States. And uh, I've read stuff by Harry Truman before that when he left, uh, he really didn't ask for any. uh, You know how they the Obamas, they have all these and Clintons, they have all these security people around them and they have, you know, we end up paying for all their trips, even after they've been out of office for 20 years. And Harry Truman just uh, moved back to his original home. And didn't have any fanfare, no extra money, no uh, no guards. Just went back to being an ordinary citizen. He says, uh, well, first of all, this writer says, our beef is bipartisan. We hold both parties to blame. We have allowed D.C., that's Washington, D.C., to grow into an unmanageable, unaccountable, and unresponsive corrupt disaster. It has become the enemy of the people, both parties. It is literally the most lucrative job available with absolutely no accountability. Go to D.C., get rich, do nothing, 
To quote Harry Truman, Harry said, show me a man that gets rich by being a politician and I'll show you a crook. So uh, I like Harry Truman. And uh, this, I like this too. This guy said this. This is a meme that came through on social media. He says, you can vax the entire planet. Are you watching this happen right before your eyes? They are vaxing. And unless people resist, and don't, I mean, obviously, right now, the people that are resisting are getting away with it, except some are losing their jobs. But they're walking away unvaxed. But the person says, you can vax the entire planet, but you can't feed the starving. Isn't that interesting? And usually they blame the starving of the world on capitalism, on capitalist Western countries. But it's really just the opposite. It's the communist countries and it's the corrupt uh, dictatorships that steal the money and will not employ true capitalism so all the people in their country can thrive. But how in the world can they, they uh, and I've, I've even heard this same thing said, instead of you can vax the entire planet, but you can't feed the starving, you can't get, isn't it amazing? With the global reset cabal of Gates and all of them that, th- that want to kill off 7 billion people and get down to about half a billion, those people, they can figure out how to destroy the entire economy of the, of the world. They can figure out how to sh- block the shipping uh, lanes of the entire world. They can figure out how to muzzle and lock down people and ruin small businesses overnight. If they can do all that, then feeding the world, providing clean water, fresh, clean water, so people don't die of dysentery, little babies particularly. That's no problem. It could be done. It's just that people that are in control do not want that to happen. They would rather just eliminate those populations because they're a burden. The only reason they're a burden, the only reason China could not feed its people wasn't because uh, they just couldn't grow enough food. All they did is change the way they went about business and got people off communes and gave people plots of land and created capitalism under communism. And people, now they have plenty of food. Now they export food to this country. Did you know that? They're exporting. They're over here buying up uh, properties to grow food and to uh, raise their hogs and stuff cattle and hogs it had nothing to do with uh too many people remember the one child policy which led to genocide killing off the the females the one child policy of china that wasn't the problem at all is the number of people it was just they wouldn't allow the government just like the government right now is doing the same thing china did the government of california will not allow us to, to pull more oil out of the ground or natural gas. They won't do it, even though we have more reserves than they can count, more than the Middle East. And what do we have? Instead of $1.82 gas under Trump, uh, we have almost $8 gas down along the 
the uh, coastal highway. I think it's over $4 in Marysville here. The only reason for that, it's not supply and demand. There is a demand, but they've cut off the supply. Do you know that Joe Biden, the president of the United States, has blocked uh, allowing people to explore and drill and pull oil out of the ground in the United States because it's going to pollute the environment, but he encouraged OPEC in the Middle East to drill, to pull more oil out of the ground and drill more, to jack up production and ship it to us at incredible cost. Does that make sense to you people? You can vax the whole planet, but you can't feed the starving? We can't... I'm not talking about doing, I'm not talking about handouts. I'm not into handouts. I'm talking about setting people free so they can grow their own food and start their own businesses. This is a 15 year old child wrote this in from Minnesota. He says, this is a school prayer. He said, now I sit me down in school where praying is against the rule for this great nation under God finds mention of him very odd. If scripture now the class recites, it violates the Bill of Rights, and any time my head I bow becomes a federal matter now. Our hair can be purple, orange, or green. There's no offense. It's a freedom scene. The law is specific. The law is precise. Prayers spoken aloud are a serious vice. For praying in public in a public hall might offend someone with no faith at all. In silence alone we must meditate God's name is prohibited by the state. We're allowed to cuss and dress like freaks and pierce our noses, tongues, and cheeks. They've outlawed guns, but first the Bible. To quote the good book makes me liable. We cannot elect a pregnant, we can elect a pregnant senior queen and the unwed daddy, our senior king. It's inappropriate to teach right from wrong. We're taught that such judgments do not belong. We can get our condoms and birth control, study witchcraft vampires, vampires and totem poles, but the Ten Commandments are not allowed. No word of God much reach the crowd. It's scary here, I must confess, when chaos reigns, the school's a mess. So, Lord, this silent plea I make, should I be shot, my soul please take. Amen. Now, we there was this hullabaloo about the shutdown or the withdrawal of, of troops from Afghanistan under General Miley or Millie. We call him Millie. He's, he's actually a female type guy. Uh, they've asked him to resign, but he doesn't. But uh, one of the results of the United States leaving, you know, everywhere the United States goes, and we've never gone and taken over territories like other countries have, like Russia did and became the Soviet Union. But what happened in our time, whether you agree with our time in Afghanistan, the fact that we went there and were there set a lot of people free, including women who could actually play sports, wear uh, cotton jerseys and shorts and shoes as opposed to burkas and not play sports, right? And in other words, girls could be normal and but now they have beheaded a member of the uh, Kabul women's volleyball team. A picture of here. She's a beautiful person, and she was well known, I guess, on social media. 
And so uh, they cut her head off and they and they put it on social media. And I, I thought now that's that's interesting because, you know, if 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 uh, a real person's head's cut off by a Muslim. They'll show it on social media in that country. And if Trump's head uh, off a head of a doll is cut off and bloodied as if we cut his head off, they'll show that on social media. But if we did that to Joe Biden, they would never show it. Right. So uh, members of, of Afghanistan's Taliban terror group allegedly beheaded a female member of the Kabul Municipality Volleyball Club in recent weeks, according to a claim. So what they do then is they threaten to kill also the family if they don't keep their mouth shut. But the word has seeped out. But the reason they got away with this, because in Kabul, you remember back in the day, the uh, Sharia law, they said, oh, we're going to give everybody rights. They told the Biden administration, but rights according to Sharia law. Sharia law means women do not go to school. Women do not drive cars. Women do not wear like volleyball outfits or soccer outfits or any of the other sporting baseball outfits that they're playing baseball. So even though they're all covered up, like the women I'm looking at, the volleyball women are covered from uh, ankle right up to their necks with full covered. They don't wear shorts. Uh, they're fully covered. In fact, they're layered. They have a couple T-shirts on to not show uh, any much of a shape. In the in the meantime, they the, now all the female athletes of all these clubs are afraid for their life. Right? Said many female athletes, especially members of the Afghan women's volleyball team, who have competed in foreign and domestic competitions, who appear to media programs, are under serious threat. That was not going on when the United States military was there. We have a redemptive influence where we go in general. Said the, the photo allegedly depicting her, her name is Mahubin, Mahubin Hakimi. A picture of her walking on a volleyball court clad in her sports uniform along with other alleged, another alleged image of her posing on a bicycle, fully clothed, but she just didn't have on a on a, a burqa, the gown and everything. Uh, anyway, there's pictures of her, beautiful person. Now she's gone, just sickening. Uh, they chopped her head off, grisly, blood all over the place. Said the Taliban seized control of Afghanistan in mid-August after overthrowing Kabul's U.S.-supported government, the group which follows a fundamentalist interpretation of Sunni Islam vowed to reimpose Sharia on, on uh, August 17. Taliban previously ruled Afghanistan from 1996 to 2001, which saw the group ban women and girls from working, attending school, and leaving the house unchaperoned or covered, uncovered by a burqa. Females are prohibited from participating in, in any athletic activities under Islamic law. Uh, the Taliban confirmed last month it has been resurrected. It is it has since resurrected the sports ban. So all these girls, uh, it's over for them. And maybe more ways than one. We'll be right back. This We're halfway through the show. And we'll be starting our segment for segment number four in just a minute. Knock, 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 knock. 
Listen, I got us a reservation for 7.30, but they said the valet was closed. Yeah, should we just cancel? I mean, I have already moved my children to a different private school because of this pandemic. If you threaten lacrosse season, I will do it again. The dry cleaner won't pick up anymore? Since when? People are getting desperate. Listen, we rich people, we get it. Last week, my wife got caught shopping at Nordstrom. Rack. My wife has not been able to book a hair appointment in four months. If this goes on any longer, she's going to have to pull a Nancy Pelosi. Okay, our nanny is having to quarantine for two weeks. I mean, she's on the east wing of the house, but still, it's like... Listen, I'm on the course right now. Okay, no, I'm not waiting in line for a COVID test with the public. Gross. Okay, no, just get somebody to come to the house. Yeah, she's just been struggling a little bit. I mean, she got a pedicure last week, but it's like they don't serve champagne anymore. She just just been hard on her. I wish there was a setting in my Tesla GPS that would take me around the protests. It is, it is just, it's exhausting. I mean, everyone is struggling right now. I mean, my wife had to make a reservation just to take our kids to the country club pool. Okay, Dasani, gross. We are not poor, okay? Is there no Fiji out here? It's closed. Yeah, okay, maybe to the public, all right, but not to us. No, the CEO's a friend of mine. Let me give him a call. My wife is so stressed out right now. Chanel is only taking shoppers by appointment only. It's like, and she can't get in until next Wednesday. You know what? I'm going to call the senator. Could you please shut down that lawnmower? I'm trying to have a call with the investors. One of our favorite restaurants has been open for 40 years. Just had to close its doors. But, you know, my wife is looking for some storefront for her new scented candle business. So this could be perfect. We're fine on social distancing. We have four people in a 16,000 square foot home. If y'all could just pray for my wife during all this, it's just been really hard on her. The hand sanitizer she's been using has just been staining the handles of her Louis Vuitton bag. It's just, I mean, we're gonna get through this, but like together, you know? It's honestly tough for the waiter to hear my order when I'm wearing that mask. You know, I have to pull it down. It's like crab legs. Ugh. It's just so nice to have a second home that we can just get away from all this for the weekend. You know, our house in Alice Beach has been a lifesaver. I took a flight last week. There's no food and beverage service in first class. It's like, pff, what's the point? Okay, four months ago, we invested a lot of money in Bill Gates' vaccine company. Yeah, so we don't even mind the fake death counts and the exaggerated statistics. Yeah, no, we're about to cash in. They're not serving their full menu at the restaurant? Okay, no, we're not going then. Listen, book me direct. I'm not taking a layover. The Sky Club isn't even open. There are leaves covering our pool deck right now, but the cleaning service won't come out because they said someone in their company got corona. It's like, why would that affect me? I never talked to him. My wife is a fighter. I love her. She's starting a petition in our neighborhood to get Botox approved as an essential business. I mean, how much longer are we supposed to be doing this? The hot bar at Whole Foods is still closed. This whole pandemic has been so stressful. All I want to do is escape and play golf. And now they don't even have a cart girl out here. Yeah, how about you stay six feet away from my Porsche? Okay, thank you. They're getting evicted? Listen, I, okay, I don't have time for this. I got a putt. A lot of the LBGTQ community doesn't know the baby's history. He's a wild guy. He once shot a <laughs> and killed him in Walmart. Oh, this is true. Google it. The baby shot and killed a in Walmart in North Carolina. Nothing bad happened to his career. <laughs> Do you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> in our country, you can shoot and kill a but you better not hurt a gay person's feelings. I, I used to collect taxes for the state of Louisiana. Uh, I had a, my, my title was like Secretary of the Department of Revenue or something, but, but I was a tax collector. 
Um, of course there's a tax gap. Duh. I mean, I mean uh, we have a voluntary system. And when we first imposed an income tax in America, and the constitutionality of it was litigated, I, I think our lawmakers in our judicial branch decided, well, we need to strike a balance here between people's privacy. I'm not sure they used the word privacy then, but between people's private privacy and public policy of catching people who, t who cheat. And the way you do that is through audits. Um, and the IRS, look, it's, it's an extraordinarily inefficient agency. Any of you have a tax question? Go call the IRS this afternoon. See what happens. You can't even get them on the phone. I mean, it's ludicrous. What are they going to do with all this data? Um, the, the second point I want to make, I don't think you can under, understate the risk that, that this data could leak. I, I mean, we, we just had an instance, uh, some of my colleagues talked about it, where, where uh, uh, financial data of taxpayers was leaked. I think by the IRS. And the IRS said they'd get the bottom to the bottom of it. Have you heard anything? Have y'all asked? I haven't. And you know what we want. And and we remember what happened with with Lois Lerner. You know, it just depends on what kind of I've talked too long. It depends on what kind of state you want to live in. You do you folks really want to live in a in a state where the government knows every one of, of, your, of the intimate details of your life, including finances. If you do, I hear China's beautiful this time of year. Welcome back. You know, I was watching uh, a House subcommittee meeting and uh, Matt Getz was or Gates, however you want to say it, from Florida, was talking about earlier in that meeting, which I did not hear. One of the Democrat representatives was complaining that he had never heard of uh, a person carrying a firearm peaceably that saved anyone or that stopped a dastardly act by someone else with a fi firing arm. And, and I had just got this, uh, I, I get a, uh, a monthly subscription to the American rifleman and each month in one of the first pages from when you flip the, this, this is page 10, but it's one of the first pages with lots of writing on it. And uh, it, it's just titled The Armed Citizen. Uh, and it says, if you have firsthand armed citizens experience, email NRA public affairs team. In other words, they're wanting stories where people have, have defended someone or defended themselves. And there's five, six, seven uh, examples every single month. 
And there are literally hundreds of thousands of examples throughout the United States of people defending themselves or defending saving someone else's life. For instance, early in the morning of August 31, a couple at a bus stop on Capitol Hill area uh, in Seattle, Washington, were, were approached by two armed men who attempted to hold them up at gunpoint. However, the couple was also armed, and one of them shot one of the would-be robbers, a 24-year-old man, in the abdomen. Witnesses said the second suspect fled the scene in an F-150 pickup, which law enforcement authorities were still seeking. The wounded man was taken to the hospital, where he was pronounced dead. Uh, And then here we go, a masked... This is a good one because our guy's at the barbershop. A masked 24-year-old Palm Bay, Florida man was shot in the hip at the New York Hair Barbershop on August 28th after he entered the barbershop and allegedly pointed a gun at several people in the business. The shop's owner was also armed and shot the suspect, then disarmed him and helped keep him there until help arrived. The attacker was transported to the hospital, treated for non-life-threatening injuries. Uh, anyway, my point is there's there's bunches of examples every single month, new examples every single month of people from elderly people defending break-ins, carjacking, uh, home invasion, defending their their uh, opportunity to uh, stay alive and keep their stuff. I like this meme. It's a picture of a lady sucking cocaine up her nose, and it says, Breaking News. Gas prices are now so high, it is actually cheaper to buy cocaine and just run everywhere and leave your car behind. Uh, and then the other one, one of the saddest things about our fallen world, and it's a picture of a, you know, those signs at the bathroom where it just shows a, a circle head with a, a skirt. This shows in the middle of that skirt, shoulder to skirt, that just that icon that's on a women's bathroom uh, in red a baby hanging by the neck it says uh, is that an adoption he said the, the the sad thing about this fallen world is that an adoption can cost forty thousand dollars and an abortion four hundred dollars isn't that amazing and you know it's amazing here's the thing that an adoption you got to really go through, you got to jump through hundreds of hoops to adopt a child. I mean, psychological testing, you got to make sure your sexual life is right with your spouse. I, I mean, it is your background check, your house has all got to be perfect, right? But any old person going and get an abortion, right? Could be out of their mind on drugs or whatever, and they could kill a kid, and it's okay. Isn't that odd that, that these people have to be squeaky clean? like raise a kid but anybody could kill one unbelievable just a thought so i had had an interesting thing happen to me this week you know i i talk about a few people that support the show and uh one one of them i'm supporting them till they get on their feet um and that's all power services and uh will fanning and josh james they've got you know they did they're not rookies because they Will Fanning's got over 20, 25, 26 years in the power repair business. That's all power tools, as well as amazing welder and fabricator. And so uh, anyway, I've been talking to the fact that, they, you know, they fix all kinds of power tools and 
they repair cars, they do fleet maintenance. Uh, they, they could just fix anything. Right. So I had this guy that I know that he operates a crane. He has a crane business. So if you want to lift something up a couple stories or over the top of a house and drop it over behind the house or whatever you want to do, he's got a crane that it lifts heavy things up and moves them around and sets them in the right place. Right. So he was doing some work for uh, an air conditioning company, HVAC company, and he, he lifted his, extended his crane way up, lifted the thing up, set the, the, the equipment down. Everything was hunky-dory, right? But when he went to retract the crane, it malfunctioned, and it was stuck in extension over the top of this house. And so he began calling mechanics, and uh, some just mocked him, said, joked with him, said, oh, the crane's got COVID, mocked him. Others said, hey, there's nothing I can do about it, came out, monkeyed with it, nothing I can do about it. Others weren't interested in helping him, went through four or five people. And all along, this crane, can you imagine over your house, it's extended, the, the, the arm is extended way up, right? And they can't retract it. They can't get it to come back down. And so in at three in the morning, he called me, this guy called me cause he listens to the show. And he says, listen, he says, I, in three in the morning, I was just, I couldn't sleep. I, my crane was stuck at somebody's house. It'd been days. I couldn't find a mechanic that would work on it. And, uh, he said, I just woke up and Lou Benninger came to mind because of the show. And he remembered, I've talked about Will Fanning with all power services and I don't want to leave Josh James out, but uh, I, I've just got to meet Josh. I've known Will for a while. And he says, I remembered Lou. And he said, I called Will Fanning. And, and when I explained what the problem was, Will Fanning says, yeah, we can fix it. <laughs> I just loved it. I love these stories. And so anyway, Will drove over there. It was out in Gridley, I think. So Will went from Yuba City to Gridley with, uh, with the crane owner. And a uh, long story short, uh, he figured out how to, uh, they fired up the motor and he figured out how to release whatever was holding it up and, uh, was able to retract the train, the crane and get it back to where it needed to go. So I guess it was a Ford company or somebody actually makes the crane. So they'll be doing the work on the repairs, but will was able to, uh, retract the crane and get it to operate uh, so we could take it back to the shop. Now, th I've talked to the, the owner of the crane service three times now on the phone because he was so grateful. Now, I don't know whether you've ever been in a position in a business where you're, uh, you were in a predicament and you couldn't get anybody to help you. And it is such a relief when somebody then steps up and says, I, I could do that. I'll take, I'll just, just set aside. I got this right. It's such a relief. So way to go, uh, All Power Services this last week uh, just really uh, gave a guy a new lease on life. And, and now he realized that some of his other cranes that need some help, uh, Will Fanning and Josh James can fix them. He, Will said, no, no problem. We got this. We'll fix it. Stand down. We got this. So way to go, All Power Services. And uh, if you've got any needs, you can reach them at 530-844-0347. Mechanical needs of any type and fabrication needs. 
all kinds of steel fabrication. Or you can reach him by email at allpower1469 at gmail.com. That 1469 is the address on Stewart Road in Yuba City, which crosses Highway 99. They are actually on the west side of Highway 99. It's nice to know because crossing Highway 99 right there is one dangerous effort. So get it right the first time. Or if you don't know east from west, just when you go down 99, turn towards the buttes or towards the coast range. So uh, custom welding, fabrication, service repair, power sports, tools, everything. Okay, so check them out. Also, uh, Nellie Garcia at North Valley Paralegal. I hear stories about people coming over to her from from the show. So keep it up. Just go in there and say, Lou sent sent you over. And uh, she can do a lot of what attorneys do for a lot less price, faster, uh, with more passion. She's personable. Uh, she'll give you personal service. And uh, I, I was, I'm mid, I've been trying to get attorneys for people that need uh, employment attorneys to defend them against these guys like uh, this Corey up here at uh, Oroville wanting to fire everybody. And uh, we're trying to find attorneys and attorneys said, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I bet I've, t- I've talked to so many people just said somebody needed this. Somebody needed that. They said, oh, I want this kind of attorney. I, want I said, okay, okay. Call this person. Oh, they said they're too busy. They're busy for months. So uh, North Valley paralegal, will take your job and that she'll work night and day to get it done for you. So you can call her at five, three, zero, seven, five, one, nine, two, eighty nine. And she'd right there on Sutter street in Yuba city between the 5th and 10th Street Bridge, uh, between Golden Valley Auto Body and uh, American Propane, Amerigas, I think they call it. Also, I want to mention Thrifty Rooter, and then we'll we'll go and cover some more topics here. Thrifty Rooter, been a supporter of us here. Thank you very much. And they are getting it on at almost 50 years. These guys are unbelievable. It's, it's how many people have run a business for 50 years that, you know, it's 40 something, 42, 43, 44 years. I don't know. You know, you print stuff on the internet and then, then life goes on, you know, so it, it's outdated immediately. So thrifty rooter, Bill Artemico has run a honest, good business for so many years. And you can go to his website at thrifty rooter.net uh, Rooter is R-O-O-T-E-R, Rooter, root, like a tree root, E-R, thriftyrooter.net. And it has a whole list of of uh, uh, solutions that they have for you that they do. A- everything from fixing, cleaning out a line to pumping your septic system totally clean, you know, your whole septic tank. And... Uh, so they got a whole crew of guys work for them. Maybe they didn't have a lady, but the picture had all guys in it. But I'm sure they wouldn't be opposed to a lady plumber either. So they're looking for workers. And they say, listen, just come and we want you and we will train you. So you can call them at 530-673-8201, 673-8201. But you can actually request their services right off the Internet if, if you have a phone or you have a, a tablet or whatever. Just go there and you can just you can just check the marks uh, next to the the what you need and put in your address, your name and write a little description of what you need. And just you can do it in the middle of the night if you don't need them come out in the middle of the night. They'll get it in the morning and they'll come over there and get you fixed. So I'm going to I'm going to go back onto my uh, plan here and um, 
Okay, yeah. Uh, let me see here. I want to get down. Oh, I wanted to mention In and Out. You know, uh, In and Out got shut down by the city of San Francisco because they wouldn't monitor people. Uh, like they wouldn't force people to show vaccine cards when they come in. So uh, they shut them down. And now there's been these rallies against the mandates, the 26th, 27th and 28th, which that's already over now. Of course, Yuba City had one on the 28th, which was, I guess, today. I'm I'm actually recording this on the 28th. And uh, so that's good. I've. My encouragement was I didn't know that there were any dates and times for these mandate rallies, but I've just been encouraging people to go to places like Chick-fil-A, in and out and support them. And uh, they're not getting that kind of harassment here. Uh, but they San Francisco shut them down. And uh, so I think they're just doing I don't. I don't know whether they're completely shut down or they're just doing takeout or something, but I think, I think they may be co- totally closed down there. The, the problem is, is, is uh, it's just communism people. That's what it is. We didn't ever, we haven't changed the name of the country yet. That's coming. They're going to change the name. Uh, but uh, it's just communism is, is what we're having. Now I told you uh, the last couple of weeks, so over the last couple of months I've been following what's happening to Walgreens, uh, I call it the drugstore, Walgreens. It, it's more than a pharmacy, of course. They got all kinds of products in there. I I can see one right out my window here. I shop there quite a bit, <clears throat> and it's facing the same challenges here in Marysville that it's faced in San Francisco. Is that there's all kinds of characters being allowed allowed to panhandle and crap, and 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 sleep in the bushes and make a mess around that store and it's damaging the store's business. Now, I don't know how many of them steal stuff out of that store, but so many of them were stealing uh, merchandise without prosecution, even though they got caught without prosecution in San Francisco that uh, Walgreens just said we're closing. And they kept closing a few stores here, a few stores there until they got up to, now they're up to 17 stores, just not in California, in San Francisco. 17 of their outlets, Walgreens, massive. That's a massive statement. Now I just read yesterday or maybe it was earlier today that a target has now closed target. I mean, target, right? Closed their store because people are just walking in, taking stuff out because there is no prosecution. When, when the government cannot protect your property, uh, we're going to have anarchy and chaos, and that's what they're they're having in San Francisco. So the first thing to go is businesses that we all rely on, right, to get your medicines, right. And so, so if you don't have a drugstore or pharmacy for for miles, it makes it more and more difficult to secure your medicines. And uh, and the fact is, you just can't keep you cannot keep adding. Uh, patrons to a pharmacy at some point they just say we can't handle anymore right because people are just standing in line out the door with us filling prescription we can't do it fast enough right so you need more and more outlets you don't just need more and more pharmacists standing in a box so uh so now target is starting to shut down and uh and that's only a matter of time just one store after another store after another store is just going to shut down because it doesn't matter how successful they are if enough people just steal stuff, 
you can work your rear off and still lose money. So you just think, why do we lose money? Let's just let's just uh, cut those stores loose. Uh, but in and out, let's help in and out. Go buy a burger. Maybe if you're not a burger, but you try to avoid burgers because you're maybe your age like me. Uh, but one burger is not going to hurt you. One set of fries is not going to hurt you. Go down there and support them and for the cause. And uh, I'm just scrolling down here while I'm talking, and I'm going to get it on here and talk about some things. Seems like I'm forgetting something. And, uh, oh, I know what I'm forgetting. Here's what I wanted to do is I want to tell you some stuff. I talked about this, the Dr. Artist Show, the D-R-A-R-D-I-S show.com. Go to the Dr. Artist, not artist, A-R-D like in David, A-R-D-I-S. Brian Artist is his name. So it's doc, the doc, the Dr. Ar, D-R Artist Show Dot com. So I pulled up his website, and uh, it's unbelievable. The home page is, it, it, so it starts out with his name at the top, and then it says, get the latest COVID reports and protocols to protect yourself and your loved ones. Subscribe for access. Doesn't cost you a nickel. You just subscribe. You click on this. Boom. Then an urgent call to action. Dr. Artist needs five minutes of your time to help save millions of American children. In the next 48 hours, please submit your comments to stop the approval and mandate for children to be vaccinated with an unproven, unsafe vaccine. It says, please click here to submit your comments to the FDA. Then it says, looking for a patient advocate? Michelle Routon and her team of patient advocates are ready to help. If you or a loved one are currently in the hospital and are in need of help advocating for proper care, please contact her. Unfortunately, uh, my friend, who is a pastor of a church here in town, died in Adventist Hospital yesterday or today because he didn't have a patient advocate. And they wouldn't give him avermectin or hydroxychloroquine or bedesonide. Uh, says Michelle and her team are only able to help if you have a loved one or friend who are currently in the hospital with COVID and are in need of an advocate. They could have helped uh, my, my friend. But uh, he's dead now. They put him on a ventilator and probably remdesivir, made a lot of money off him, and uh, cooked his kidneys. So we'll be right back. We're, we're going to start our fifth segment in just a moment. disciples as they learn who Jesus is. Imagine being a fisherman, suddenly invited to follow Jesus, a new teacher with a radically new message. He sees you and wants you for his disciple. There are 12 of us that have risen to the top, and Jesus has made it clear that he wants to train us to carry on his work. <laughs> Frankly, we have a long way to go. I mean, when he talks to people, things change. 
He heals them. I've never seen anything like it. And boy, oh boy, are the religious leaders offended. They cannot stand that Jesus is more popular than they are. And us disciples are just happy to be along for the ride. But we're all asking ourselves, who is he really? Who else sees a bunch of uneducated fishermen and calls them to walk with him and to learn from him? Come see our Christmas production of The Twelve, coming to the Embassy Theater at the Church of Glad Tidings, December 3rd through 7th at 7 p.m. nightly. Admission is free. Hey, man, I am so excited to share this with y'all. I have been waiting so long. This has been such a process, but ever since they took Aunt Mama's face off of the box, I was pissed off. I think everybody was. I love Aunt Mama. But you know what? I decided to create my own pancake mix. I've been working on this thing for so long, since last year. And it's finally ready. It's finally done. It is called Cousin T's Pancake Mix. Y'all, this is a gourmet mix. A gourmet mix. It's not that cheap stuff. The good stuff, okay? This is the good stuff. Gourmet mix. I have a gourmet recipe. I have a quick mix recipe on the back also. I had to look to make sure that I put it on the back. Because sometimes I forget things. But you know what I didn't forget? <laughs> I didn't forget to bring some really great pancakes to America. Y'all, these pancakes are going to be the best pancakes you have ever had. You can also get the Cousin T's apron. I got it in blue and black. I got all kinds of stuff. But I'm going to tell you this. Okay? Cousin T's cannot be counseled. Oh, no, no, no. You, you, you can't counsel these pancakes. Y'all might have canceled the other pancakes, but you're not canceling these. People. Man. Go to CousinTees.com. The link is in my bio. C-O-U-S-I-N-T-S.com. CousinTees.com. CousinTees, y'all. These are going to be the best pancakes you ever had. And nobody is counseling me. Nobody is taking my face off of this box. You can try if you want to. It's not happening. All right. It feels good doing stand-up again. I, I took a year off from stand-up. Not that I don't like stand-up as much as I just don't like uh, uh, microphones. I'm, I'm sick of talking to them. I mean, I used to work at uh, Burger King for six years. <laughs> I didn't work the mic, I worked the grill. A, a guy named Steve used to work the mic, and I, I thought he was, uh, he was just a pain in my ass. He used to, every time someone orders something, hi, how are you, can I have a, can I have a Whopper with cheese? Sure. Ah, a Whopper with cheese? You son of a bitch, I'm right behind you. Just turn around and ask me for, for a Whopper. You know, Canada, Canada is nice. This is kind of like a kinder and gentler America, in a way. Even like the police are nicer. I'm not gonna say they're nice, I don't know. But they just smile at least, you know? I've, I've been to jail before, twice, not as a prisoner. <laughs> One time was from childhood, I was suspended from school 23 times during February. I wasn't bad, though. I was just mischievous. I got hold of all my teachers' home phone numbers. <laughs> At the time, I thought it was funny. I, I was calling them death threats. I know that's bad, man. You know, my English teacher, Mr. Johnson, I called him up. 
He was all nice on the phone. Hello? Johnson Residence. Is this Mr. Johnson? <laughs> yes, it is. And who might this be? You're a dead man, Johnson. Who is this? Shut up, punk! You're gonna die. Unless you change David Chappelle's grades. <laughs> I don't know how it caught me. After that, they put me in a program called Scared Straight. Have you ever heard of this? This is where they put bad kids like me in prison. And the prisoners yell at us, they tell us scary stories. You know, they try to scare us into being good. And the other kids were scared. But I was not scared, I was just heckling the guy. Hey, shut up, you convict. <laughs> like, I'm gonna take advice from you. You look like a person that made all the right choices in life. Wrap this up. I gotta be out of here by three. What time you leaving? This guy. Time to get this economy back up and running. Time to get people to work. Am I right? Just so typical of you to say that. You just want people to die. No, no, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say that. Yes. Yes, you did, okay? Staying at home saves lives. Yeah, but I mean, don't you worry about the child abuse cases that are up? That domestic abuse cases are up? That the suicide rate is, is skyrocketing? The drug abuse is up? That alcohol abuse is up? That we've got 30 million Americans out of work? I mean, don't, don't those lives matter? We are trying not to overrun the hospitals right now. They are war zones. War zones. Yes, and I get that was a concern at first, but I, uh, I think we're good now. You just want to kill old people. <laughs> I never said I wanted to kill old people, okay? If you're elderly or you have a weaker immune system, then you can choose to take extra precaution or you can choose to stay home. It's all about the individual's right to choose. You just love death, don't you? You just love, you just love death. Now it makes sense why you liked watching Dexter in college. What? I've known you since we were kids. Yeah, well, I mean, do you ever really know somebody? <laughs> do you? Oh my gosh, we've known each other since kindergarten. I did think I knew you, I, I really did. <laughs> but you are a, a monster. I mean, you are, you are a craving, death-loving person. You crave death. You crave it. You you love it. It's like it's like food to you. You're like a poisonous black widow that wants to go around and kill everybody. That's what you are. You're like a black widow. I swear to God, I have no idea how we're friends. <sighs> black widow? What are you talking about? I just I just I, I love freedom. All right, so I'm back on the, the, the Dr. Artist Show.com website. And I'm just trying to inspire you to go there. And then it says, you need to watch this. And this is a video. And it says, is hospital protocol harming COVID patients? Now, Dr. Artist uh, has got, is on a mission because early in COVID, his father-in-law died 
in in an ICU because he wasn't getting proper care. And when Dr. Artis, who's very sharp, sorted it out, he is on a mission from God to uh, expose this. So anyway, he's he's uh, he's talk he's interviewing a lady uh, on this one uh, video. Then he, the next video is Dr. Simone Gold talks about the effect of COVID-19 vaccine and lawsuits that have been filed as a result of the deaths that have occurred among members of the armed forces. Then it's Dr. Brian Artis. Hospital protocols are murdering Americans by prescribing remdesivir, which causes renal kidney, renal's kidney failure. Here, Dr. Brian Artis explains his research and walks you through each of the reports he uses in the 67-plus page COVID report. Honestly, this guy has got it dialed in. All kinds of episodes uh, in here. Then he's got the Dr. Artis Disease Prevention Cocktail. Kit includes, in other words, you can buy it from him. Magnesium complex, I take that. I'm Immune C, I take that. Selenium, I take that. Zinc, I take that. D, D3, I take that. I take all those every day. And you can get them from him. Purchase in monthly subscription and save 10%. Shop for, he, he also sells. People say, oh, I don't know. I don't, you know, okay, okay. I found out what to get. Now I go to the pharmacy or the drugstore, whatever you call it, Walmart, whatever. And they don't have it. They're all sold out. Well, you can get it from Dr. Artis. And uh, so uh, easy, free subscriptions. Okay, choose your kit, choose your frequency. In other words, you can just get on. The, they mail the stuff to you, right? They get all kinds of stuff They besides anti-COVID. Uh, okay, so that's Dr. Artis. And uh, let me get back to my page here where I want to tell you a few other things to go. Uh, okay, now... Peggy Hall, the, or sorry, it's Peggy Hall, but her, her website's thehealthyamerican.com. The Healthy American, I think it's .org. Healthyamerican.org. Peggy Hall. And I, I was scanning her website the other night, and she just got constant things where, where you know, uh, people say, I was talking to one couple, they said, Louie emailed her for information and she didn't get back to us. She just one lady. And so a lot of my friends don't get that many emails. They don't even respond to what they get, but she does. And so one of the things they're doing is they're showing, they're doing lectures on online and a lot of them that cost five bucks, 10 bucks. And it's, and it's right on her website and they'll teach you about what you need to know about how to deal with your employer uh, regarding mask mandates, how to deal with your employer regarding vaccine mandates, uh, just all the nonsense that we've been dealing with, right? So please go to thehealthyamerican.org. And uh, then if you want to get some uh, medical help, you want to talk to a doctor online, you could go to my free doctors. Dot com that's spelled out my free d o c t o r s dot com or america's frontline doctors dot com but you could abbreviate that to a f l d s a f l d s dot com you could go to dr stella 
drstellamd.com. That's drstella. That's her first name. S T E L L A M D.com. Other, other informative, um, websites, chemicalviolence.com childrenshealthdefense.org is over the top. Good. Okay. And I've already given you the Dr. Artist Show, so we'll cover that. If you're still looking for schools, there are private schools out there. I I would recommend, um, I think, the Embassy Private Education Center, EPIC. They call it EPIC. It's on the Church of Glad Tidings campus in Sutter County or Yuba City. You can uh, check them out at the churchofgladtidings.com website and then go over to Ministries with your cursor. Just don't click on it. Just let it hover over there. You'll drop down, will drop down, and you'll see two things. Embassy Private Education Center. Click on it. It'll tell you everything about it and how to how to get enrolled. There's also uh, a support group or a, uh, what do they call it, a co-op, if you can call it that, or coalition or collaboration of homeschool camp families that are calling themselves Arrow Education, and they get together out there every week, Wednesdays, with all their kids. Last time I was out there, there were almost 100 kids in that group. Free. Uh, that's free. The, the, the school epic is going to cost you some money. Explains everything on there. I don't have time to go through the details. It's very easy to read. You can put your kid's name in the slots and send it over and see if there's uh, openings in those grades. I think of the older grades there are. The uh, the, the New Life uh, School out at uh, New Life Church in Oliverst on Arboga, uh, they, the last I knew, they still had the upper grades uh, had openings. And then the Bible Baptist School that I, I know a little bit about, my friend Nellie Garcia took her kids out there from... Uh, North Valley Paralegal, she had two young boys. She took them out of public education. Even without COVID, she was just fed up with public education. And she's thrilled. She said, Lou, I'm thrilled with what's going on out there and how it's working out. So that's Bible Bible Baptist Church. Yeah, that's the name of it. On North Beale Road, out towards Beale Air Force Base. And they have a, a school there. So check them out. Uh, if you need schooling. Okay. So I uh, hope that helps all you folks that are scrambling around. And I know people are going to continue to leave the school because that some of these school boards are taking the idea that all we're, all we are is uh, puppets for uh, the state school board and the governor. And unfortunately that's not what school boards were for. We were initially California started out with local control we determined our own curriculum. We were not governed by the state. Do you realize that there were no, there wasn't a Department of Education federally until the Jimmy Carter administration in the 1970s? Before that, there was no education department federally. So this whole thing about being ruled over by corporate, uh, state, uh, communist uh, commissars is relatively new. And the only way you're going to get your public schools back is take them back. And you're going to have to go. Now, you've heard, if you've been watching YouTube, you've seen all kinds of flustered people because they're calling parents who were frustrated with the school board and lighting them up down there in Natomas and elsewhere. 
They're calling them domestic terrorists. That's what the uh, Biden administration's calling them. And they're releasing are directing the FBI of all people. This is so bizarre, but they're directing some of the, the people that should be dealing with terrorists trying to blow up buildings. They're uh, directing them at school board meetings now. And so, but this is the time we need to make a move. And so I announced earlier the uh, vaccine mandate boycott. That's a, that's regarding businesses on November 3rd. The November 8th through 11, another van vaccine mandate boycott and uh, or a walkout, walk away, sick out, whatever you want to call it. And then the November 15th is a stay home from school day. Don't uh, said so don't call in, just sit it out. And uh, and during that day, if you want, if you're near the, the Sacramento State Capitol, uh, they're they're having a rally down there. That may be fun to take your kids to and see how government works at 10 o'clock. OK. So, uh, all righty, let me just go on down here a bit and see if I can come up with something interesting to do. I always have plenty of material, but I'm trying to pick the best that's still, uh, still of interest. Okay. This is good. Okay. And this is put out. Let me see if I can. Okay. There's another group called natural news. If you duck, duck, go natural news. It's uh, Mike Adams. He has a podcast. I think it's a daily podcast, and it's called Natural News. I subscribe to it. It's just great stuff comes through almost every day, I think. So this comes through from him. He says, FDA endorses murderous vaccine atrocities against children. And then the second subtitle is emergency rooms across America being filled with post-vaccine patients suffering serious illnesses. So what's happening is, but you're not being told about it because the government does not want to admit that they're killing you. They're killing thousands, hundreds of thousands. <clears throat> and so what's happening is no one is wanting to attribute the health problems people are coming into the hospital with to the vaccine. Even if they can't connect it to COVID, first of all, they wanted to connect everything to COVID. For, for some of my listeners that uh, have had health issues not related to COVID. They said, I wish they would have just paid attention to my health issue and ignored COVID and, and quit testing me every 15 minutes. Hey, we need to test you for COVID. Hey, we need to test you for COVID. Hey, have we, did, have we tested you for COVID yet? Oh, we need to test you for COVID. And, and finally, they just got up and went down to, to another hospital and got treated and, and uh, helped. So, uh, so Mike Adams says, in a 17-0 decision, an FDA committee has codified medical atrocities against innocent children across America by voting to approve emergency use COVID vaccine. Now, this isn't this isn't tested approved. This is emergency use only from five years old to 11. These kids literally are immune. And when you shoot them up with these drugs, it causes their heart to get inflamed. <clears throat> Now, Zev, Dr. Zev Zelenko, who is a famous Jewish doctor uh, out of New York, he says, because of near zero mortality rate, there is no benefit that can be offered by these vaccines to kids, only risks. And these vaccines are incredibly risky, having already killed an estimated 250,000 Americans so far that's Zev Zelenko talking. Now, if you when you see Zev Zelenko speak, 
He's smarter than the average doctor. Adams said this means the FDA panel members, by approving this deadly vaccine for kids, are carrying out medical genocide against innocent children on a scale never even imagined. I know people think, oh, Lou, you call Dr. Fong Lu Joseph Menglu. Yeah, I do, because she's, she's surpassing what he did. And Mike Adams saying they are carrying out medical genocide against children on a scale never even imagined by the Third Reich medical experiments uh, of Joseph Mengele, the doctor. He said the White House now plans to assault 28 million children with vaccine violence. That's why we're doing these walkouts, people. Don't send your kids to school. They're not going to miss much anyway. And the mass slaughter of innocents is being carried out like clockwork. The only question remains, will the slaughter of innocent children finally, finally be enough to awaken America to the genocidal evil of Big Pharma and its captured regulators like the FDA? Big Pharma is controlling the House, the Senate, Food and Drug Administration, Centers of Disease control and the World Health Organization. Big Pharma is controlling it. How are they doing that? They holding the gun to their head? Nope. They just pay them a lot of money, pay people off. And then the ones they can't pay off, they just say, oh, you know something? We know that you molested that kid. Or we, you know you, we've been ha- you've been having sex with your secretary. And they do that all the time with our political representatives. And you wonder, how come that guy isn't more effective? Because they got the goods on them, and if they don't do what they told to do by the controllers in Washington D.C., they'll say, you know, we're gonna we're gonna just like leak that you've been having a girl on the side back here, boy, or vice versa. One of the ladies, you've been having a boy on the side over here, or you've been uh, molesting kids, right? Or what? Are you you're buying heroin or something, right? So Mike Adams says NPR, that's National Public Radio, admits emergency rooms across America are swamped with organ failures and serious illness. It looks like a wave of vaccine injuries. According to NPR, NPR is a pro-government propaganda swamp-loving radio show. So uh, Mike Adams says we've documented numerous times COVID vaccines destroy the innate they're the built-in immune system. This is part of the, their functional design for if they didn't suppress immunity, the vaccine's mRNA strands would be attacked and destroyed by the immune system itself before they could infect human cells and take over the protein synthesis of the ribosomes. Current estimates show that the people who have taken mRNA-based COVID vaccines in, in a high... Uh, parentheses, Moderna and Pfizer, lose about 5% of their innate immune function each week. Okay, 5% per week. Okay, after 20 weeks, that's 100% of your system's gone. 20 times 5 is 100. 5% times 20 is 100%. After 20 weeks, they are characterized essentially as AIDS patients. That means you don't have an immune system. Who have little to no functioning immunity against the against in the wild pathogens such as the common cold and flu viruses beyond merely being theoretical this phenomenon is now being confirmed by the swamping of u.s hospital emergency rooms with post-vaccine patients 
who are exhibiting extreme levels of sickness against common health insults. ERs are now swamped with seriously ill patients, but many don't even have COVID, according to the NPR.org yesterday organization. Running out of ER rooms, patients are being treated in reclining chairs placed in hallways. So listen, people, um, my friend Leonard Self, who I've known for decades, and he's been a great pastor for our area, died this week uh, from not being properly cared for by Adventist Health. Uh, it's just a tragedy. It's a tragedy. You know, some people die. You're always sad to see anybody die. But when you have pastors that are working with some of the most high-risk people in our area, people coming out of prison, people that are mainly drug shooters, gang members, uh, and you lose somebody like this and it didn't need to happen, when I heard about it, it just made me angry. Didn't make me sad, just made me flat angry. Adam says, this is one of those we told you so moments, it seems, when the vaccine zealots realize they're already dead because they foolishly believed a depopulation weapon system was a beneficial vaccine. Without question, millions of vaccinated Americans will be dead or health compromised before spring. What we're seeing now is just the leading edge of the health care catastrophe yet to be fully realized. There it is, people. So get on Nature News, and Mike Adams is solid, solid guy, okay? All right, let me go up here. we got about two minutes left, so before we start into something fresh, I want to just mention a couple other people that are big helps to me. Dave Green, it's construction. Every, every week or two, he's putting a post on Facebook showing a before and after. Seems like he's doing tons of kitchens, not so many bathrooms, but uh, he does. he's an ace on kitchens, baths, and just interior remodels of houses. He also does decks, whole house fans, entries, the whole thing. So Dave Greenitz, uh, give him a shout. Uh, you may have to wait a little bit, but he's worth the wait. So you could go to greenitzconstruction.com, green, green with E-T-Z, greenitzconstruction.com, or Dave Greenitz Facebook page, Dave Greenitz Construction Facebook. And you, and you could actually com communicate with him off those platforms, like send a message. But you can see a lot of the before and after, and, and uh, you can dial him up or text him at 530-682-9602. Six eight two nine six zero two, and uh, he will probably be the one answering the phone. That's the way he kind of operates. And if you don't get him live, you're going to get him live quick because uh, he's fast. There's no one faster on that. I also want to mention Ted Holmes. I was trying to get a hold of Ted, and he's over in Idaho. Uh, his one of his boys moved over there, and he's over there helping him out. But he runs a plumbing doctor. And uh, you can also reach them at 530-671-9111. They serve the Yuba Sutter area. <clears throat> and uh, do they do all kinds of plumbing needs. Uh, everything you can imagine. When anything breaks with your plumbing, they fix it. So give them a shout. We'll be right back, and then we'll, we got one other person to talk about, and then we'll get back into the meat of the day. All right. Pay attention here at these clips.
can fact check him, fact check, fact check him in real time. Last time at the first debate, we had millions of people uh, fact checking, so I expect we'll have millions more fact checking uh, because, you know, it is, uh, it's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. Bad foreign policy, high gas prices, out of control border, uh, out of control vaccine mandates, uh, violence all across the country. All I gotta say is let's go, Brandon, let's go. Senator Holy. Thank you very much, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Attorney General Garland, on October 4th, you issued an unprecedented memo that involves the Department of Justice and the FBI and local school districts, local school boards, nothing like it in our country's history. It was based, you've testified, on this letter from the National School Board Association that we now know the White House was involved in writing. They've retracted the letter. They've apologized for the letter. They say they regret the letter, but you won't retract the memo and said earlier that you have no regrets. And you've defended yourself repeatedly today before this committee by saying, well, you're focused on violence. But now, of course, we've seen the memo from your own Justice Department advising state and local and other prosecutors about all of the different federal causes of action that they can bring against parents that are not about violence, they're about harassment and intimidation. I'm looking here at this memo. It identifies no fewer than 13 possible federal crimes involving harassment and intimidation, including making annoying phone calls. Do you think a parent who makes a phone call to a school board member that she has elected that that school board member deems annoying should be prosecuted, General Garland? No, I don't. And the Supreme Court has made quite clear that the word intimidation with respect to the constitutional protection is one that directs a threat to a person with the intent of placing the victim in fear of bodily harm or death. Prosecutors who investigate these cases know the Supreme Court. This is a, a, a very famous uh, leading case. Pro prosecutors do, but, but parents don't, General Garland. Do you, do you think that a parent who looks at the 13 different federal crimes that your Justice Department has identified they might be subject to and prosecuted for, like making annoying phone calls, do you think that they're gonna feel that they're welcome to speak up at a school board meeting? How about this one? They could be prosecuted for using the internet, I guess that would be Facebook, in a way that might cause emotional distress to a victim. Is that a, is that a crime of violence? Senator, I haven't seen the memo that you're Why talking about. Why haven't you? And I don't, I, and I, I, even from the description, it doesn't sound like it was addressed to parents. But if you- No, it, was, it wasn't addressed to parents. It was addressed to prosecutors. That's the problem. Why haven't you seen the memo? I, uh, I, I don't know why I haven't. I don't look at every, I, have, I do not get every memo that every U.S. attorney uh, sends out. But uh, if you're- Wait, wait, wait a minute. Don't, don't, I, I, don't, I just want to be sure I understand this. this. This is a memorandum that collects 13 different federal crimes parents could be charged with. It has United States Department of Justice on the top of it. And you're telling me you haven't seen it? Who's the memo from, Senator? The United States Department of Justice, United States Attorney for the District of Montana. I have not seen a memo from the District of Montana. I not high enough priority for you? It's not, that's not the question. I don't... It is I, the question. Answer my question. Is it not a high enough priority for you when you're threatening parents with 13 different federal crimes? I These aren't crimes of violence. You've testified today. You're focused on violence. That's not what your U.S. attorneys... They work for you. That's not what they're saying. 
you haven't seen it because it's not a high enough priority or what? A question of priority. No one has sent me that memo, so I haven't seen it. What do you mean no one has sent you the memo? You run the United States Department of Justice, do you not? There are 115,000 employees of the Department of Justice. Indeed, and you are in charge of every one of them. And, and this was a sufficiently important case that you issued a memo. You, over your signature, issued a memo involving the FBI and the Department of Justice in local school boards, local school districts. Your U.S. attorneys are now threatening prosecution with 13 different crimes, but it's not a high enough priority for you. It got lost in the mix. I'll send again. I've never seen that memo. It wasn't That's what concerns me. me, General Garland. Well, it wasn't sent to me. I hope you will assure your constituents that what we are concerned about here is violence and threats of violence. That only leads That's me to conclude, way. General That's Garland, all I can conclude from this is either that you're not in control of your own department or that more likely what I think to be the case is that you knew full well that this is exactly the kind of thing that would happen. When you issued your memo, when you involved the Department of Justice and all of its resources, and the FBI and all of its resources, in local school boards and local school districts, you knew that federal prosecutors would start collecting crimes that they could use against parents. You knew they would advise state and local officials that these are all of the ways parents might be prosecuted. You knew that that was the likely outcome, and that's exactly what's happened. And we're talking about parents like Scott Smith, who's behind me over my shoulder. This is a father from Loudoun County, Virginia. Here he is at a school board meeting. He was forcibly restrained. He was assaulted. He was arrested. Why? Because he went to an elected school board meeting. He's a voter, by the way. He went to an elected school board meeting to raise the fact that his daughter was assaulted, sexually assaulted, in a girl's restroom by a boy. This is what happened to him. Now, you testified last week before the House that you didn't know anything about this case. I find that extraordinary because the letter that you put so much weight on, the letter that's now been retracted, it cites this case. It cites Mr. Scott's case directly. There's a news article cited in the letter. It's discussed in the letter, but you testified you just couldn't remember it. Maybe this will refresh your memory. Do you think people like Scott Smith, you think parents who show up to complain about their children being assaulted ought to be treated like this man right here? Parents who show up to complain about school boards are protected by the First Amendment. Do you think that they ought to be prosecuted they in the different protected. ways that your U.S. attorneys are identifying? If what they're doing is complaining about what the school board is doing, policies, curriculum, anything else that they want to, as long as they're not committing threats of violence, then they should not be prosecuted. And they can't be. Let me ask you about this. Several of my Democrat colleagues have today, just today in this hearing, multiple times have compared parents who show up at school board meetings, like Mr. Smith here, have compared them to criminal rioters. You think that's right? You think that a parent who shows up at a school board meeting, who has a complaint, who wants to voice that complaint, and maybe she doesn't use exactly the right grammar, you think they're akin to criminal rioters? Do you agree with that? I do not, and I do not remember any senator here compare, making that comparison. Oh, really? These people are just like the folks who came here on January 6th and in, in, in the riot at the Capitol? I don't think it was, they were referring to the picture that you're showing there. Well, I certainly would hope not, but they were referring to parents who go to school board meetings. Mr. Smith is a parent who went to a school board meeting. I'll leave it at this, General Garland. You have weaponized the FBI and the Department of Justice. Your U.S. attorneys are now collecting and cataloging all the ways that they might prosecute parents like Mr. Smith because they want to be involved 
in their children's education, and they want to have a say in their elected officials. It's wrong. It is unprecedented, to my knowledge, in the history of this country. And I call on you to resign. Okay, we're in our uh, last segment for this show, number 135, and I wanted to make mention of Elite Universal Security, uh, Security, and uh, how they are one of the top security operations. It's based in Yuba County, but they're serving Northern California, which is where we are. We're several hours from the Oregon border. But they reach all the way up there, and they're in numbers of counties. So if you're listening to the broadcast here, and you're in a county in Northern California, and you're interested in a, they don't, you don't always have to be a full-time person. You could be a part-time person. In fact, I ran into a fellow school chum of mine. Uh, he was in the, uh, the courthouse of Yuba County, clearing people to get into the courthouse. And we recognized each other. We hadn't seen each other in decades. And I, I said, because he used to be a, uh, a truck driver delivering milk, uh, you know, m- massive amounts of milk to the stores. And uh, his dad did that. His brother did that. And uh, they were just a milk-moving, ice-cream-moving group. And uh, he said, oh, Lou, he said, I retired. And he said, I couldn't take it. He said, I need to do something, so I'm working part-time. So uh, you can do that in the security business. So Elite Universal Security, 530-749-0280. They're looking for quality people, and they will train you on how to do the job. And they have classes. Uh, You can go on their website at api-academy.com. Those are their classes. And... um, and if you want to look at some of their jobs are listed over at EliteUniversalSecurity.com. And you could check that out because they'd say, hey, we need so many people in Redding. We need so many people in Chico. You know, they list a bunch of places. But even, you know, like I said earlier, once websites are posted, a lot of times they're outdated. So you could find out, just call wherever you're from and just say, hey, I'm looking into this. I heard you're looking for workers. And if you have problems with security, and a lot of people are uh, nuts, we don't have it as bad as in San Francisco or Sacramento because our law enforcement uh, people have been uh, doing a great job up in Northern California. And the staffing is pretty solid. They're not like, you know, they're not uh, withdrawing the budgets of the law enforcement up here like they are down in some Southern California areas and mid California. So, uh, but you know, uh, because of drugs and the changes in the laws, people are stealing everybody blind, as they say. And, uh, so a security business isn't just a person standing around or a person driving around. It also includes technology and uh, strategies and techniques and that's where the elite universal security people can come in is they can look at what your problem is and come up with novel answers. And actually, I've I've called them before and said, hey, I got this problem or this is this that. What do you think about that? 
and they've uh, offered suggestions because they that's their business and uh, they know their business better than you do. So give them a call, 530-749-0280. And if you're a gun uh, enthusiast or a gun owner and uh, or you want to get a gun or you want to use mace or tasers and all that, they help you with all that stuff and get the proper licenses. And they got ranges where you can shoot. They got in class, out of class. They can take care of your business. Oh, and one more. As uh, Dr. Cassidy and I, we just worked on a couple more people off the streets get them into uh get treated for uh addiction if you have anybody you know that is involved in uh using drugs or alcohol or any kind of substances that they're interested in help now many times you're interested in help but they aren't so we really need them the the user to be interested in the help but uh, we, we started, Dr. Cassie and I started working together because he has the experience with medicine and with uh, the medical aspects of addiction. And I just help people get sorted out and get to them. So we're skipping the government uh, from the front end and we're getting people in and getting people seen so they don't experiment around using opiate pills or heroin and then maybe pick up on some fentanyl and die. So we're trying to save some lives here, and we're doing pretty good, actually. So uh, if you need some help, and like I mentioned, we had a couple people in this week, new people. And uh, so you can reach him, Dr. Cassidy, at Peachtree Health. And that if you dial, they have one number, and they've got lots of outlets. So if you, you don't have to worry about the outlet. All you have to do is call the number, 530-749-3242. 749-3242 and just say I want an appointment with Dr. Cassidy if, if there's any hesitation on their part at the front end of the operation saying oh he's too busy he's booked he doesn't take any new patients just thank them kindly and then I'll tell you something else to do but it, if they ask you okay fine what's your problem just say addiction they'll be fine and, and then they'll either put you in a, a live oak appointment or a, a, a Linda appointment in Yuba County. Very simple. If there's any problem, then you could text Dr. Cassidy. Text him, not call him at 530-682-8648, 682-8648. And uh, just say your name, need an appointment, addiction. Boom. If there's any problem, you think that's not working. I had a friend, uh, just in fact, he just got out of prison a while back, and he said, hey, my son needs, this. he's got a grown, grown son. He's a man that needs to, he's got, he's addicted, da, da, da. And, uh, I helped him get into Dr. Cassidy. He just, he, I said, send it, send me his name, you know, his phone number, da, 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 all the stuff. And, uh, cause he, he had called Peachtree and it just didn't happen. Right. Didn't get an appointment. So we got him an appointment. He was in, in fact, he got to see Dr. Cassidy today, the day of 1028. So, uh, you can call me when all else fails at 530-713-1838, 530-713-1838. We will get you going. Uh, we we uh, can help with getting some Narcan prescriptions for people that are out there still using uh, so they can help each other not die. And so um, we can also get them into rehabs. We can get them on Suboxone. 
uh, and stop the withdrawals and uh, get them off using heroin where you don't know what you are actually getting, uh, including fentanyl. So, uh, <clears throat> okay. So we have about 12 minutes left and I got a couple things to talk about here. Um, so there's an article says how California laws are stealing Christmas. So you've heard about the shipping, uh, the shipping lanes are broken. The shipping lanes are backed up. If you live or you've been to the Bay area recently or LA, you see ships just anchored everywhere. And, uh, there's, I don't have time to go into all the details. I know more about it than this article writes about because I ship, I ship two containers a month to Cambodia on average to uh, help a large orphan operation, 2,500 kids over there. We feed them uh, three times a day, every day, uh, along with 500 care workers. And so we ship, we, we go through a lot of food. We go through about a ton of rice each day. So I've been shipping, and I knew this was coming six months ago because I was warned of it by freight forwarders uh, uh, that it was going to happen. And they they said China was behind it, right? Now you think then this article does not bring up China. This article talks about the problem of California laws uh, – on AB5, you remember the gig law, G-I-G, you know, having a gig on the side, you're, you, do this, you do this work during the day, and then you got a gig on the side, G-I-G. So AB5 put a kibosh on the gig on the side, and for Lyft and, and uh, Uber drivers, it said they couldn't be independent contractors anymore. They had to be employees, and they went through all these truck drivers, these independent truck drivers who work for multiple companies, they are owner operator, or what we call an OE, an owner operator, and they they force these uh, trucking companies to uh, have to be employed. And what the the reason the government's just trying to take more and more control and and tax more taxes, and that's what this is all about. So this writer of this article says that part of the port problem is that there aren't enough truckers to now pull these these loads out of these ports that on a nor normally there would be but because of this backlog even though Biden has ordered all these private organizations to op to to run 24/7 then you have another problem in other words one thing to take the containers the 40 foot 20 foot containers lift them off the the ship and then put another set on the ship to get them off the ship, normally you put them on a truck and they drive out of, they don't just stack them up in the port, right? So let me just give you a, dear, a, a, a dismal situation, to tell you how government m messes with our economy and then a disaster happens, right? So this guy says, clearly running operations 24-7 hasn't solved the problem at the ports. One critical link in the chain is truck drivers. In California, there are more than 70,000 mostly minority-owned independent truckers. A lot of those are, are Punjabis and, uh, and probably some other folks from India. But a lot of them have settled into the trucking industry and do a great job. And uh, they're up here in the Yuba-Sutter County's area big time. 
And so he says in California, there are more than 70,000 minority owned independent truckers. That's people that own their own truck. And then they work for a variety of companies and they just keep in contact with them where loads are. Right. 17,000 of these 70,000 are registered to bring goods in and out of Los Angeles and Long Beach ports. In other words, just anybody can't just go down there and grab a load. You got to be registered and, and got to be blessed, right? You got to be cleared to go down there. So that's limiting, right? You got 70,000 independent truckers, but only 17,000 are registered to pull goods out of Los Angeles and Long Beach ports, which are the mega ports. So these independent contractors or owner operators, what I called OEs, often work and with multiple trucking companies. I said that. But AB5 changed the rules for doing business. Now trucking companies must hire drivers as employees and not as contractors. To avoid running afoul of the law, trucking companies have shied away from hiring OEs. So it's, it, it's kind of like telling people, you you got to have the rate we're going to raise the minimum wage then what happens is employers react to that and say well okay i'll raise it i'll follow the law but i'm not going to be able to hire as many employees right because i only have so much in my budget for payroll so government screws around with business because they they think they can they can because it's a communism, right? In the beginning of this country, they couldn't. Now they can. Because we have let the government just get bigger and bigger and take more control and control. And they the only thing they don't have is keys to your front door. And they really don't need it. They'll just kick it in. That's just as raw as it is. You don't really own it. They tell you everything how you're going to operate in your store. Remember, they're even telling you they told in and out burger they had to mandate check all the people wanting to come in and get a burger and fries. In fact, I think on on a clip on the show today, one clip shows this lady. You can hear her. You can't really tell where she is, but I think you can understand she's at a drive up window. And she's trying to get a drink she's ordered, already ordered. And she's probably paid. And she's the guy will not give her the drink out the window of the, of the drive-up unless she puts on a mask. And she said, I want the drink to put in my mouth. She's trying to tell him, why don't you just give me the drink and let me go on my way instead of pr- being a communist? I mean, she didn't say that. I say that. Anyway... AB1, AB5, along with AB701, regulates, it just regulates everything, and it's just, it's just screwing up business in California. So if you want to blame somebody, blame the California legislature for screwing up our port situation. Now, Cal- China has had a big hand in creating this mess, and uh, it's interesting how secretive they are but uh, the the freight forwarders of the world, those are the businesses that you hook up with to do all the paperwork, find a trucker, find the ship, 
get the get the container, get it all to work together, put it on the ship, get it over to some foreign country, and get it in in with the proper paperwork so that you can get it through port, say in Sienekville, Cambodia. And I've been working with these this this same group now for about five or six years, and they are an amazing group. And they told me at least six months ago that that they've never seen the problems in the shipping industry as there is right now. So, so we got four minutes left. So I'm going to just say this, uh, there's an article, uh, fraudster scammed California out of $20 billion during the height of the pandemic. So when I was doing bookkeeping, I worked for Russell and Bulls painting and a couple other businesses. And we had, uh, a percentage that we had to pay on every, in our payroll, if we paid a guy a thousand dollars, there was a certain percentage that had to go towards unemployment, right? And how much we had to pay into that, that percentage changed depending on how much unemployment we used. So they kind of kept track of how much we were contributing versus how much we were withdrawing, right? So if, if you didn't lay a lot of people off and you just worked, 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 worked and hired, hired, hired and, and kept on and you didn't have Nobody was claiming any unemployment insurance against your pot of the big pot, your pot, your slice of the big pie. Then your percentage of your payroll could actually go down because you were kind of fully funded. So when you read that the Employment Development Department lost at least $20 billion and maybe as much as 30 billion with a b dollars during the pandemic you wonder whether they're just going to set a standard rate and because that money came out of everybody's pocket just think about it an interesting thing when i read the article i knew one i i knew the lady that's running the edd right now and i thought i know her and and i think she might she must be almost 80 years old now. Her name's Rita Science, S-A-E-N-Z, Rita Science. And when I met her right before uh, 2001, I was appointed to a state committee to r- reform the child welfare laws, like like uh, foster care and stuff. And Rita Science interviewed me to come on the committee, about a 60-person committee. And I kind of got to know her just a little bit. And uh, in her office, but at that time she was working for the human resources department or health and welfare or something like that. And she was an expert on drug and alcohol abuse. And so, but she was hired in the midst of this fiasco when they realized that guys on death row, guys on death row were doing better uh, than most, most of our folks were because they they were die, guys on death row were doing much better than people that were in the uh, ICU at Adventist Hospital because they weren't dying. The guys on death row weren't dying because Newsom said you can't die, and they were all filing for unemployment and and they they were all getting paid cash. They were getting paid checks from the employment employment development department, and a lot of the people that really needed unemployment checks weren't getting any. It was totally screwed up. 
And so they know of at least $20 billion that was erroneously given to people that didn't deserve the money, including a lot of people at San Quentin death row and other death rows and other places. It wasn't just death row, it was just people in prison. It was a total scam. Anyway, Rita Science supposedly is, is involved in fixing this. So way to go, Rita. I hope it works out for her. And the state auditor who I like is Elaine Howell. And she has been uh, doing this about 20, 22 years. She's about ready to retire. Sharp lady just calls it as, as it is. And so anyway, Rita Science is at it. Uh, there was a hundred and they paid out $177 billion. Do you know that California has the highest unemployment right now in the, in the United States of America, folks? You talk about screwed up state. 7.5%, the highest in the entire states. So uh, we're out of time, and uh, we're, we'll be back next week, Lord willing. And so this week, do something. Get involved, stand up, and uh, go to one of these boycotts. Be a, Take part in one of these boycotts, okay? Catch we're you next so week. We're glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois' law enforcement community. We've chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. And remember, people, that no matter who you are and what you do to live, thrive, and survive, there's still some things that make us all the same. You, me, them, everybody. Sugar to